Blog Talk Radio. And that, in fact, this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled, and when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms, a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery that all of the other nations around the world, as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes, the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions. All right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, 
meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit, that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. All right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right? Then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private, nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the Statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day and every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor because... And, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can I have a transcript? That's working. 
can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a... Got that? Pro se cuter. A prosecutor. Because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in appropriate persona, say in their criminal allegations, the prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As much, the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record. On the record. We come in with our flag. We come in with our treaty, we come in with the Constitution we signed with them, and understanding that the Constitution is a contract. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L., where remedy meets preparation. As a it's not my obligation, and you're not pointing Yes, you have a constitutional oath to uphold the Constitution, ma'am. You, you misunderstand the procedure. I will attempt Objection. to explain it to you. Objection. The documents that you want are not documents that are in the court's file at this point in time. Objection, I don't know if they would ever be in the court's file at this point in time. That's, your not, position that's is, not my problem, man. If you, absolutely, it's your problem. But it, no, that's that's not your not position my is that you want them from the prosecutor and you have requested them from the prosecutor, That's right. and the prosecutor has failed to give them to you, That's right. you can make the appropriate application to the court, and you can say to the court, I've asked for them, I'm entitled to them, I haven't gotten them, order them to give it to me. I've already I have filed no a notarized affidavit of fact in reference to return of property weeks ago. A notarized affidavit. So if you're telling me you don't have to acknowledge Acknowledged affidavits. All right, that's what your statement is. However, bottom line is this court has failed to prove jurisdiction and has avoided the uh, issue of jurisdiction at all costs. And you don't. Nobody in here has the status. All right, nobody has proven status, and nobody in here has the authority to proceed. Now, the last hearing we discussed, you stated that you this matter, this matter. You stated, ma'am, for the record, you stated that this matter was relative to jurisdiction, not Mr. Keesler's position here, 
and not anything else. You stated that you were giving the prosecution a chance to prove jurisdiction, and he's not even the assigned prosecutor to the case, but obviously he's remaining solid, and he has nothing to state. So I move that this case be dismissed. When there is an appropriate application before this court to address the issue of discovery violations, jurisdiction, or anything else, the court will act. Filing a notarized or not notarized affidavit is not an appropriate way to bring a matter before the attention of the court. What you must file is a notice of motion that sets forth the relief that you want and it needs to be supported with a certification, an affidavit, whatever it is. Can you repeat that, ma'am? Notice of motion. This is exactly what I told Cheyenne Matoda Kushner L. For the record, ma'am, which rule, authority, courtroom rule, statute are you using to address that matter? It is in the court rules. I do not recall, and I'm not going to look up for you the exact court rule, but the court rule set out the procedure that you must follow. Objection, ma'am. I'm not a part of your society. I'm not subject to your courtroom rules, and you have not proven jurisdiction. And I will never address the issue of jurisdiction until and unless the appropriate application is made before the court because filing either an affidavit that's notarized or an affidavit that's not notarized does not bring it before the attention of this court. Objection. There is no discretion to ignore the lack of jurisdiction. Swiss v. United States. Jurisdiction is fundamental, and a judgment rendered by a court that does not have jurisdiction in here is void ab initio, and that is application of Y300P.132 v. Caveat. Once jurisdiction is challenged, the court cannot proceed when it clearly appears the court lacks jurisdiction. The court has no authority to reach merits, but rather should dismiss the action. Malo v. United States, 505F2D. When jurisdiction is challenged, the party invoking jurisdiction has the burden of establishing Basel v. U.S. Power-like company. Courts enforcing their statutes do not act judicially but merely ministerially. Thus, no judicial immunity and unlike courts of law do not obtain jurisdiction by service of process nor even arrest and compelled appearance. I'm here by way of threat and arrest coercion. I'm going to make that clear for the record every time I have to appear here, if I have to appear here. The only reason I'm appearing here is by way of your threat and arrest coercion or your company's threat and arrest coercion. You can read me this until the cows come home. You can read it ad nauseum and ad infinitum. It doesn't change the fact that until the issue is brought appropriately before this court, no ruling with regard to jurisdiction is ever going to be made. Now, let me ask you this question, though. In the other matter, first of all, let me backtrack a little bit. In the other, let me get the correct number out here because we now have two numbers. In the case with indictment number 08-04-0441, which is the one in which Cheyenne M. Cushamirel is also involved, I have severed those matters. So they will be on completely separate tracks. But he told me that he had filed a notice of removal to the federal court. And my question to you is, have you filed a notice of removal 
to federal court with regard to any of these matters? Yes, ma'am. Notice of removal has been them? filed. All of them? Regarding all, all the matters. Three, the three matters? Yes, the three okay. matters that uh, you uh, May I ask you, please, you tell me, when did you file this? It was filed last night, FedEx. To the federal FedEx, court? To the federal court. All right. Yes. Uh, now, as I am sure you are aware, if the court accepts them, then we will simply transfer them to the federal court. We won't deal with them anymore. Okay. Well, I'm still sure you're aware of the matter that you've not proven jurisdiction in either of the hearings and that you've avoided addressing the issue of jurisdiction. And I will continue to not address the issue of jurisdiction until the appropriate motion is filed with the court and the court has the ability to address it and make a determination with regard to it. And, and Judge, if I could just for a moment, that, that's the issue at hand. As currently stands, we are representing... Objection. <laughs> You're not representing me. Therefore, it would be our responsibility to file that motion. Given the fact that you will not cooperate with our office, it's impossible for us to do that. Objection. We really need to well, reach the issue. I do. I, I, I want to get back to what Mr. Uh, I, I do want to get back to what Amir KCL said. Now, we addressed the issue to some extent with regard to the indictments. I have here for you, and the record will reflect that I am giving you a copy of the indictment that has 08-07-0727 and also. 08-04-0441. Objection. Uh, just for the record, the Office of Public Defense is not representing me. We don't have any power of attorney for me, and uh, I'm not part of your society, so you cannot represent me, and we do not share nationalities. Okay, now, for the record, Mr. Uh, I need the nationality of every agent in here, and I need the name and the information because I'm suing everybody. Mr. Kramer. Everybody. So I need everybody's names and your position, Excuse starting with you, Excuse sir. Me. Who is calling out from the audience? I was, ma'am. No, you were not. Um, Who was, no, do not hand anything over. Nothing. In the audience, please do not call out while court is in session or the officer will ask you to leave. To the new evolution radio network, where the evolution is the revolution. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new evolution radio network. Front 
lines, they stay the middle main. Picking dollars off the floor after you done made it rain. And women always throwing hits when they rent due. And I throw a hit right back. What the fuck you gon' do? Go get your money from the store, you brought your wig out of. Before I pay your rent, I'ma slap the shit out you. Can I borrow some money? Can I get some weed? Can I drive your car? Can you pay my rent? Can you buy me a drink? Can I wear your gold? Can you take me to the mall and get me a pair of those? That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out That's when I smack the shit. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out That's when I smack the shit out you. If I gotta, I walk around the world trying to smack everybody. I'm certified. IG don't need to verify me. I smack the shit out you playing rich and being broke. I smack my kids taking batteries out the remote. I smack the shit out police when they pull me over. They stick my middle finger up to the camera on the shoulder. I smack the shit out you, then I smack the shit out you. And mind your business, bitch, ain't nobody talking about you. Can I borrow some money? Can I get some weed? Can I drive your car? Can you pay my rent? Can you buy me a drink? Can I wear your gold? Can you take me to the mall and get me a pair of those? That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out you. And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up here before. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather, when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made, and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got, instead of having this book, life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. You think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process, the same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results-orientated at all, who's better off, the journey or the process? And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated, heretofore, up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth. If you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking... 
Dundee or happy slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto or a happy slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything. But if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay. If, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You just, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it, gets, it can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. Tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. Sherry Peel Jackson. She is an ex-IRS agent, uh, CPA, fraud examiner. She was working for the IRS. She was on the fast track to success there. She was doing very well, had received numerous awards for all of the work she did. And she realized that there is no law and that the biggest fraud was the IRS. I tried to be the best at whatever I did. So when I got to the IRS... I hit the ground running. My first year in 1988, I got a fraud award. It's a big shaped in Georgia award for fraud. But I got numerous awards, and my biggest one is from the IRS commissioner himself. Back in uh, 1995, it was Fred T. Goldberg. One of the things that I wanted to tip you off on as far as what the IRS does before I get into the story, they have, well, they had, I don't know what they're doing now, but they had what's called a Market Segment Specialization Program, or MSSP. They would take different market segments like ministers, and try to figure out how much money you were under-reporting. Let's take beauticians 
for example. I'm going to audit her beauty shop. She owns the shop and she has some people working there. Based on the assumption that the IRS has that people don't report all of their money, but they like to put all their expenses on there. So granted, all her expenses are on the tax return, and I figure out how many bottles of this and that she bought. I can calculate a dollar figure. So I'll tell Sophia, after it's all over and we're buddy-buddy, I, I just shock her. And I say, well, guess what? Uh, it looks like, based on my calculations, that you really brought in $80,000, but you have 50 on the tax return. So here, you have to owe the, you owe the IRS back $30,000. What would she do? She would, shut up. she would sign off on it. I only had two cases in seven and a half years where, where somebody actually bucked at me. People are so afraid. The, the government and the media have gotten you guys so afraid of the IRS that you don't even buck them. Now, mind you, she might have left the money off. Maybe there was several times where she just didn't report the cash. And maybe that's why. Maybe she, didn't, she has no idea how much she quote-unquote underreported. Maybe that was it. But they always acquiesce. The Gap One, anybody own a laundromat, they have one that will calculate, based on your water bill, how many loads are washed at your laundromat. And the point to all of this is, this is what they do to people, and people just acquiesce to it. When I quit the IRS in 1995, and after maybe a year of being Jim Cleaver and realizing that that was just not me, I hung my shingle, which, which in accounting terms or business terms is you, you start your own business. Now, you know that picture of Uncle Sam, the one that says Uncle Sam wants you? I used that same picture, and I, and I had it really big, and I said, Uncle Sam wants your money. But I'm a former IRS agent. I'm going to show you how to get it back. You know the people came running. And then these people start coming to me saying, <clears throat> uh, I keep hearing that uh, we're not supposed to pay tax, or I keep hearing that the tax law is a fraud. And like I said, I was raised differently. I never would look at that person and say, you're a cuckoo. I wouldn't even think it. It was like, okay, you know, in, in this back burner back here, I would think to myself, okay, there's some people out there that actually think that the income tax doesn't apply to us or it's a fraud or it's being misapplied. But I didn't do anything about it because, remember, I'm rolling along with my little businesses and whatnot. So one night in, uh, maybe in early June, one of my pastor clients called. It was night. It was about 9 o'clock at night. And she said, you know what? I think it was maybe a Wednesday night, after her Wednesday night service, she said, uh, I've got this par parishioner that just keeps bugging me about this income tax. She's talking about that we're not liable for the income tax, and she wants to talk to you. Can I give this lady your telephone number? And I said, uh, okay. So maybe about 10 minutes later, this lady called me. She said, uh, I have a question for you. Are we supposed to pay income tax or not? And I said, okay. Do you want the cuffed answer or do you want the real answer? She said, I want the real answer. I said, well, I really don't know. You know, even though I'm a former IRS agent, I haven't done the research, but I hear that there's a credible body of evidence out there that says that we don't owe the income tax. I was okay. I mean, I took the information. I was sitting there listening like, okay, okay, okay. And, you know, I said, okay, this lady had a lot of information. I don't know where she got it from. So a few weeks later, she called me again, and she said, Miss Jackson, Miss Jackson, remember that information I told you on the phone? It's in the USA Today. Pull it up on the Internet. Okay, so I got the USA Today. It was July 7th, 2000. And it says, Dear We the People, Most citizens are not required to file an income tax return. The 16th Amendment to the Constitution is a fraud, and if you file, you waive your Fifth Amendment right. I said, okay, that's some of the stuff she was saying. Now, this is a lot of reading. But I kept reading because I was very interested, you know, being a CPA and into fraud and all that. I wanted to see what was going on. So here in the third column, it says no one has been able to collect the $50,000 reward offered by Bill Conklin. 
to anyone that can identify the section of the Internal Revenue Code that makes a typical worker liable for the income tax. I'm serious about winning the $50,000. Okay, so it's at my desk. Basically, I just shoved everything off my desk and got the codes out, the regulations out, the tax guide I got on the Internet to look at the Cornell University site, all these different things, and I started researching. And two weeks later, I said to myself, oh, my goodness, we have a problem here. It doesn't look like I'm going to win this money. <laughs> and I was sitting there at my desk thinking, this, is, this thing is a fraud. Two weeks it took me to sit there and, and realize that. I didn't just look at the positive. I looked at the negative. I looked at the IRS site. All these things are going on. This thing is a fraud. Being, being a CPA and a former IRS agent, I sat there at the desk, you know, I was by myself, and all these thoughts started going, going through my head. The first thought was, now I finally open up the codes and regulations. Because see, at the IRS, they trained us with these little guides. We didn't use the codes and regulations. We would get one of these, and you would have to read it, understand it, and pass this little test. And all these little guides that I got, I read them, and I, I made A's on all my tests. And I thought, and I guess the rest of the agents in training thought that the information that was in here was the same that was in those thick codes and regulations. But it's not necessarily the same. The things that are in these training manuals are not necessarily the same things in the codes and regulations. I learned that in my studying. In the time that I was doing the research, I also learned about the pocket commission. Now, I'm going to let this go around the room, but y'all got to get it back. This is the outside that I purchased of the pocket commission that I had. And before I left, I had the sense of mind to make a copy. This is a little badge I used to flip out at people and say, give me your books and records. Give me your bank statements. Give me all your credit cards, you know. And, you know, people, okay, here. You know, even the counties, I go to the county, do it. I go just about anywhere and flip this little thing out and get whatever I want. You know, there's a lot of power nuts out there doing that, guys. Y'all know it. Half of you already know about it. There's an enforcement pocket commission, and there's a non-enforcement pocket commission. And I started looking back at this thing. It has SER, Southeast Region. First of all, I'll read it. It has my picture up here, and it says, uh, Sherry Jackson, whose signature and picture appear above, is duly commissioned as internal revenue agent and has authority to perform all duties conferred upon such officers under all laws and regulations administered by the Internal Revenue Service, including the authority to investigate and require and receive information as to all matters relating to such laws and regulations. And it has SER and some other numbers and an A. And based on this Internal Revenue Manual, A means administrative. So I'm an administrative clerk out there on the front lines, and I'm an administrative clerk with a non-enforcement pocket commission. Okay, so I'm starting to get angry here. Starting to think about all that. I had to take bribes and get little tape recorders taped to my body and, and the little microphones on me and go in and take bribes from people. But, you know, thinking about stuff like that, you know, what they got me out here. I'm thinking I really have authority. And this is administrative, administrative, non-enforcement pocket commission. That was one of the other things I thought about. And then I thought about and I found out this is this is one of the another issue, a levy versus a notice of levy. This is something that I didn't deal with a lot because I was an agent and I just assessed the tax. I didn't I wasn't a tax collector. I just assessed it. So this is a notice of levy. And someone said, Hey, this is a notice of levy. This is what the banks get or your your job or whatever. They said, Look at the back of it. So I'm looking at the back of this notice of levy and it says section sixty three thirty one, levy and distraint. And then it says B and C. And I'm thinking, it starts off with B? What happened to A? So I looked up A. And here's A. 
And it says, levy may be made upon the accrued salary or wages of any officer, employee, or elected official of the United States, the District of Columbia, or any agency or instrumentality of the United States or the District of Columbia by serving a notice of levy. I'm thinking, but that's not most people. That's not the person that works at AT&T or Bell South or Coca-Cola. That's not most people. Aren't people noticing that the A isn't on here? Aren't they, aren't they curious about it? Why are they doing this? So all this is going through my head during this period of time, and I'm realizing that there's, there's a rat in the camp. That's what I call it. But this is the, the straw that broke the camel's back. The Federal Reserve is not federal. How many of you did not know before today that the Federal Reserve isn't federal? If you didn't, don't be shy. If you didn't know before today that the Federal Reserve isn't federal, raise your hand. Most people don't know that. Nine out of ten people that I asked off the street don't understand that the Federal Reserve is a non-auditable private banking cartel. They are collecting 30. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. Let the band play. Let the band play. Let the band play. Uh, back at it again. Yeah, I told my niggas quit playing. Let's run up the end. Yeah, I hopping some back through the dash. I'm gone with the wind. Yeah, I'm rolling up blunt back to back in the big bang back bean. Yeah, money got me in the trance. I'm going in, pocket full of bitch of men. Everybody watching him, he ballin' again. Damn, God broke the rim. Better put this shit on film. Bitch, I got skills. Young nigga flexin' on gym. Don't give a fuck how you feel. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Everybody cut so cut. Everybody on go mode. Whole gang on go go. Got aim like Rumbo. Yeah. Big K, they jumbo. And I crack all these pills so I cannot trip. Uh, Codeine what I sip. Yeah. Ain't shit trying to keep that thing right up on my hip. Yeah. I just did a case I got caught right around with them things in my whip. Yeah. Uh, nigga, I was stick, duck, yeah. Plenty sticks. Yeah. Uh, they legit, but uh, you know how to act when they see us. Radio Network, where the evolution is the revolution. Cops put a hurting on your ass, man, you know. They really degrade you. White folks don't believe that shit, don't believe cops degrade. Oh, come on, those beatings, those people are resisting arrest. I'm taught this harassment of police officers. Because the police live in your neighborhood, see? And you be known them as Officer Timpson. Hello, Officer Timpson, going bowling tonight? Yes, uh... Nice pinto you have. <laughs> Niggas don't know I'm like that. See, white folks get a ticket, they pull over. Hey, officer, yes, glad to be of help. <laughs> Nigga got to be talking about, I am reaching into my pocket for my license.
Because I don't want to be no motherfucking accident. <laughs> Police degrade. I don't know. You know, it's awful. You wonder why a nigga don't go completely mad. You know, you do. You get your shit together. You work all week, right? And then you get dressed. You make it. Maybe say cat make $125. We get $80 if he lucky. Right, and he go out, get clean, be driving with his old lady, going out to a club, and please pull over. Get out of the car, that was a robbery, a nigga looks just like you. All right, put your hands up, take your pants down, spread your cheeks. Now, what nigga feel like having fun after that? <laughs> oh, let's just go home, baby. You go home, beat your kids and shit. You gonna take that shit out on somebody. When I was reading to prepare for this interview, I was quite surprised to see you use the word Aborigines talking about African Americans. You know, I, I've dealt with that issue. Um, uh, I've already you know, talked publicly about that. And my purpose here today is to say that I'm very sorry, and I apologize to anyone whose feelings were hurt by my comment. I've made very, very clear I don't know where that comment comes from. Well, from your subconscious. Well, I, I guess. I mean, it's not even a normal thing anyone would say, even if you meant something in a negative fashion. I don't know if you would pull that out. But for me personally, you can't just uh, close down camp and stop trying to do the things that you think are right uh, just because somebody, you may, you may give them an unfortunate bit of ammunition. You still got to continue to fight on and, and do what's best for the state in the long run. And but frankly, it's going to give me the opportunity to you know, talk about things that I may have never been able to talk about before. You mean the bill? Or the bill, or talk about uh, you know uh, race relations issues, things like that. I mean, I have a freedom that a lot of people don't have because of that. Because you use the word aboriginal. Because I've been through the fire, and I can I can talk to people, I can relate to people, I can let them know what kind of person I am, and we can talk about things that sometimes have been you know a little bit taboo. So because it allowed you to reach audiences you might not otherwise have reached, do you not regret saying it? I think it gives me some opportunities. I went and spoke to a group in uh, the city of Birmingham. It was a uh, city councilwoman's uh, community meeting, probably 95% African American. And because of, you know, things that I regret, uh, offhand remark I should not have made. Using the word aboriginal. Right, offhand remark I should not have made. Which you don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, I know better. <laughs> the, um, uh, but what it allowed me to do they actually listen to what I said, probably more than they would have anybody else, because they want to see, you know, this is that guy, this is that person. And we discussed immigration, we discussed uh, policy that deals with uh, the county locally, and there was the ability to actually get across some things that may have surprised them, that they, you know, realized, okay, I, this guy's making some good sense on some issues. I don't know if I would ever have had that door even opened if some of those things had not happened. So it really has worked as a positive in a surprising way to me to allow me to, to interact with people. Your other incendiary quote was empty the clip, the gun clip, juxtaposed with immigration, so people right. think that's what you meant. So how do you explain that? Well, it definitely had nothing to do with, with violence against anyone. It was totally taken out of context. The purpose of it was I was telling an audience that we needed to exhaust all efforts to try to deal with a number of issues. But by the time it got through two or three newspaper filters, it was all over the country that I had advocated violence against immigrants. Nothing is farther from the truth.
Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. And I know a lot of people misunderstood it, so I want you to be able to say it. Um, I think it was Details Magazine. You talked about, you used the word God, and that's what messed everybody up. But you said you, something to the effect, you were a self-made God. Explain it. Um, I made up my mind to make a change in my life when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. We are all gods on this planet, every man and every woman. We create life. We can take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Yeah. And people criticize the statement? No, not to my knowledge. First time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people tend to play down our power. Well, don't worry about it. This next guy do it, unless that's God above to do it. There's a lot of things that has to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. And until we embrace the fact that we are as powerful uh, as we are as beings, we're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made from our children to our adults to our elderly to whatever situation you want to talk about. Okay, we, we got to run to a quick commercial, and they're going to do a cut from the album, and we're waiting for an Isaac Hayes album soon. You sure can invite him. Right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. Uh, do the rich people cringe and say, don't tell them that, Rob? Yes, yes, yes. Don't tell people what, they, what you know. Right. Keep them poor. The moment I pay you, you think like an employee. The moment you accept the paycheck, your brain goes dead. That's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. As long as you're hungry, you'll think. The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. The poor will always be amongst us, because it starts up here. It's, it's in their words, you know, and the words become flesh. But when they say, I can't afford it, or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. And I meet so many people, I, don't, I can't afford it, you think I made of money? My PhD dad, he says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, that's why he's poor. Poor people say, I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. Because this is an escape. It's an escape, you know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't go to the gym. You know, when you could go to the gym. No, I can't. Truth is, I'm just too lazy to go to the gym. And your rich dad used to say what, instead of, I can't afford it? How can I afford it? How can I do that? A question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. So when you say, I can't afford it, the mind shuts down. 
and you become what you say. People right now who are sitting at home <clears throat> who are struggling financially or worried about money or unhappy, they may be making a lot of money, but unhappy with what they're doing. It was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught, get a job, work hard, or you'll, or you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. Poverty is passed on. It's taught in your families. And middle class is taught in families. And until you change your mindset, Correct. money won't help you, right? Correct. And you see that with people that win the lottery, people that make more money, they still have the same problem. Right. Because they have that poor man's soul. Correct. If you're poor, you'll always be poor. That's really hard for people to understand. Yeah, the money will disappear that fast. Just like most pro athletes, you know, they make millions of dollars and what, 65% are bankrupt five years later? It's because they come from poor families. But unfortunately, what Mr. Lipton was saying, it's passed down genetically. That's the frightening thing. If you don't want to learn it, I can't help you. You know, I have bad luck too. I've, I've had financial crashes. I've had people stab me in the back. But they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes like they teach in school, they don't ever grow. Because spirituality is there's good and there's bad. There's right and there's wrong. There's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right. They only want to be positive. Well, you can't have that. That's not reality. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe. They haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school. That means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. But the average guy is standing there, oh, I'm an A student. I'm, gonna, I'm going to do this all on myself. And a, and a bunch of rugby players run you over. And you go, well, they're not playing fair. Yeah, well, you're not, you're playing stupid. You should have a team. You should have accountants, attorneys, and bankers, and all that stuff. But that's not the game I want to play. I said, then don't play the game. You know, the, the game of business is played with accountants, attorneys, bankers, hate to say it, politicians. You know, you've got to know the game. You know, people say, well, money is not that important to me. Then if money is not that important to you, money is not important to you. I mean, the, you know what I mean? I don't care about money. The money doesn't care about you. You know, it, the word does become flesh. Or I'll never be rich. Or the favorite one is the rich are greedy. It's the poor that are greedy. You know, if you think about it, because to be rich, you have to give something. You know, you have to, I, I have to produce books and games and I, I purchase real estate, I provide housing, provide jobs and all that. That's why I'm rich. But greedy people produce nothing. You know, Einstein said, you know, imagination is more important than knowledge, but knowledge empowers imagination. And what most people lack is real business knowledge, like accounting, you know, like debt, like taxes. You gotta know that stuff, but they don't teach it in school to anybody. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects they, don't, they themselves don't practice because I understand what a fake teacher is. A fake teacher is somebody who just wants a job and they'll teach anything. You know, they teach how to shine shoes if you pay them more money. But they really don't know what they're teaching. In life, 
One of the things I suggested people, you got to find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day. Our school systems are making our students weaker. So in school, they have these things called now trigger effects. So you can't, as a teacher, you can't say anything that might upset the student. They don't want anything that might jar their point of view. You see people say, well, why don't you give the poor money? So the only problem with that is it just creates more poor people. Give a man know. a fish, he fishes for the day, or eats for the day. Yeah, you give a man a fish, you get a lot of people who want more fish, you know. But you teach them to fish. We become creatures of our own habits. And until we break the habit, we don't change. Our schools don't teach that. Our schools teach almost the exact opposite of that. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe, they haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school, that means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system's actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. So what I say to young people is, you, you find your game. So my game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. And that's why I pay no taxes. That's why Trump pays no taxes. Legally, it's a combination of business and real estate that gives us an unfair advantage over employees because they don't know what to do. And a lot of people would rather sit in the stands than be in the game. One of the greatest ways to acquire great wealth is playing Monopoly in real life. Four greenhouses, one red hotel. But is that all there is? That's it. Robert, if I can give you uh, some kind of a magic phone and you could make a call to the the 20-year-old Robert Kiyosaki and give that young man a bit of advice. What would you tell him? I would just say keep going. Just do what you have to do. Just you know, live it to the fullest. Which I did. Nothing I ever did made sense. Now, could you imagine quitting a $120,000 a year job for $200 a month to go fight in Vietnam and almost die? It, it didn't make sense, but it was the best decision I made at that time. And I think what most people do is they let their parents or their friends talk them out of life. So afraid of failing. But failing is how we succeed. Yeah. You look at the, you guys look at guys like Edison and all that. They failed like 10,000, no, 1,014 times before he invented the light bulb. You know, our schools punish you for making mistakes. That's why we have so many people who are so afraid of admitting they make mistakes or afraid of failing.
boom, boom. What up, what up, what up? Peace to the guys, man. What's going down? All right, all right. I like that shit. It, it is Sunday, though. <laughs> what up, man? Peace to the guys, man. Y'all on the radio. On the bottom line right here with your boy, Joey Bounce, yo, bro. Right here on the New Evolution Radio Network. What's good? What's going down? How y'all feeling tonight, man? All right, 347-989-0194. We ain't here. Call lines are wide open. You want to get in and holler at me? This is a good time to press the number one. Get yourself in the queue. All right. Now, tonight, I know I know a lot of y'all tuned in tonight because y'all want this information. We're going to talk about what is a foreign trust. And we're going to look at the tax code. I don't want y'all to think that, nigga, you can remiss your responsibilities, um, you know, if you don't look at the trust. You got to go look at the tax code for the trust, okay? You cannot remiss your responsibilities on any of this shit if you don't look at the tax code. So tonight we're going to go into this foreign trust and this taxation thing, all right? So I welcome you to the show. Hopefully y'all can hear me all right. Here we go. Should be a little better. All right. So, welcome to the show. Now, I want to make it very known that we, we've done, like, oh, shit, like 10 shows now on trust. So, we got a lot of shows that you can go back and listen to if you have some misunderstandings about what I'm talking about tonight, okay? Now, I told y'all last week, man, it's all types of conjecture. All types of conjecture when it comes down to this trust. So what is a private trust? How do private trusts operate? How are they taxed? On and on and on. Right? Now, I'm going to draw y'all attention back to some really age-old shit here. Most of us, if not all of us, have heard the stories of where people... You know, who have a bit of money, take their bread, and they store it offshore. Right? These are called offshore trusts. These are also known as foreign trusts. Now, let's just go into this, because I I really want to set a foundation here. Because understand that anything outside the jurisdiction of the 50 states, that plenary power, excuse me, is considered foreign to the jurisdiction thereof. Now, in offshore trust, there's a conventional trust, right? This is formed under the laws of offshore jurisdiction. Now, I want y'all to be very clear about, you know, what jurisdiction you operate in, right? So if we talk about something that's formed outside the jurisdiction of the United States, right? Then we have to be talking about something that was formed outside of your statute, outside of your code, something that's formed within what we would call a common law jurisdiction. So shit's under common law. Now, I want to be very precise when we talk about common law, right, because... A lot of people, when we start talking about common law and the common law jurisdiction, right, they don't immediately understand 
So let's give you some working definitions tonight. And hopefully, we'll set a good scene here for you to be able to do some better studying when it comes to what type of trust you're going to set up. All right. Go to makemorecommerce.com if you want to get with me. All right. That's make m o o r commerce.com. Okay. You can set up a consultation or any of that over there. Make sure you become a site member. Our membership is free. Now, common law, also known as judicial precedent, okay, or judgment law. Is the body of law derived from judicial decisions of courts and similar tribunals. The defining characteristics of common law is that it arises as a precedent. So in cases where the parties disagree on what law is, the common law court looks to presidential, excuse me, or precedental decisions of relevant courts. So they go back and they look at shit, right? So, you know, there's a there's this principle, right? Known as fair dices. Now, we've talked about fair dice before, right? And, you know, anytime we talk about something like fair dice, I think it's really important for us to understand that these are all legal terms. They're all legal terms, right? So so what they do is they set a, a stage for you, right? So go past the legal terminology, right? And let's look at this on a, on a today basis, right? So... Fair dice deals with legal principles, right? They determine points in litigation according to precedent. So I'm going to give you an example, right? You go in court, a nigga says, I have a right to travel. Well, case law, we're just dealing with case law, right? Case law has set a precedent that says you can do that. It's called fair dice. Now, common law precedent is a third kind of law, okay? It's on equal footing with what we call statutory law. But I want you to understand that you, even with your express trust, operate outside of the common law jurisdiction. But common law recognizes your ability to govern yourself, okay? Now, and, and, you know, this is this is applied, right? Because if I begin to talk about case law, and I, and I like to go into case law, right? Because case law deals with uh, precedent, it deals with uh, tribunals, all of that type of shit, right? But nothing else. Case law gives you the ability to go back and say, nigga, this is what happened. Okay? So, when we start talking about foreign trust, right, and taxation, right, I don't want to get too far off the subject, offshore trust, we have to mention. Now, generally, offshore trusts are similar in nature in effect to their onshore counterparts. They involve a settler, which is the person who sets up the trust. Okay, this person transfers the assets, which is known as trust res or trust property to your trustees, right? To manage for the benefit of a person, a class of persons, a class or person, or occasionally a nation of people. Now, a number of offshore jurisdictions have modified laws to make jurisdiction more attractive for settlers, forming offshore structures as trusts. 
we're gonna talk about this tonight because it's really important to understand, nigga, that an offshore trust does not necessarily have to be offshore. Now, there's something known as Liechtenstein, right? And Liechtenstein, German, obviously, right? It's a, it's a German-speaking uh, micro-state, if you will, right? But the, the principality is a semi-constitutional monarchy, right? So this Liechtenstein thing, right, is a civil jurisdiction, which in sometimes is considered to be offshore, has artificially imported the trust concept from common law jurisdictions by statute. I know this one over. This is going over some people's heads. Okay, but what I'm telling you, they're deriving everything you're doing from natural law, right? You start to circle that right up in the common law and all that shit. Now, official statistics on trust are difficult to come by. As in most offshore jurisdictions and in most onshore jurisdictions, trusts are not required to be registered. However, it is thought that most common use of offshore trust is a part of a tax and financial planning of wealthy individuals. Why did we tell y'all to go in the trust? Everybody won't be rich. Nobody know how to operate in trust except for rich people. Now, and, and, and you know We'll be very um, Clear when we talk about The ability to effectuate wealth Right Because wealth is not just one generation It's your generation And the next and then the one after that And the one after that That really is what stands the test of time How long your wealth can stand around Okay Now Offshore trust have a lot of different uses, right? Sometimes people use them for mutual funds. Sometimes it's just held for assets, asset, asset management, uh, asset protection, that type of shit. Now, there are different types of offshore trusts. Let's be very clear about this, right? You have a revocable offshore trust. And this is a trust with a trust which can be liquidated or altered by the settler. So most of y'all are setting up revocable trust. Right? Revocable means nigga, you can change it. Right? Then you have irrevocable offshore trust. Right? And these can't be changed by the settlement. Then you have what's known as a discretionary offshore trust. This enables the trustee to decide on the distribution of the profits for different classes of beneficiaries. Then you have what's known as a fixed offshore trust. And in a fixed offshore trust, the distribution of income, the beneficiaries is then fixed and cannot be changed. Okay. Sounds kind of like an irrevocable trust, right? Then you have what's known as a hybrid offshore trust, which includes elements of discretionary and fixed trust. You see, I, this is why I tell y'all there's so much to trust. Okay. Now, let's talk about the benefits right quick of an offshore trust, right? Because obviously there's, you know, confidentiality, there's some anonymity. Um, basically niggas is anonymous, right? 
So despite the fact that the offshore trust is officially registered in the government, the parties of the trust, the assets, and the conditions of the trust are not recorded in the register. You understand this? So some shit about your trust is really supposed to remain private. But we're going to talk about this tonight. I'm going to talk about some things, and I'm going to show you in the code. Where certain things need to be laid out. Now, what about the tax-exempt status of offshore trusts? Because this is really important, right? A lot of offshore trusts, right, are automatically thought to be tax-exempt. Now, assets that are transferred to an offshore trust in a tax-exempt offshore zone are not taxed, either when transferred to the trust or when transferred or redistributed to the beneficiaries. You see? Now, the ability, and, and, and you do have the ability, right? The ability to transfer assets in a short time and without high cost is also a benefit of an offshore trust. Let me let me put it in layman's terms for you because I broke this down last time. Figure, if you have a deed of trust, it's not in your trust, is it? If you own a home and have a deed of trust, you need to consider whose trust that deed is in. The transfer of property inherited to an offshore trust does not require you to pay a tax. Matter of fact, they call it a gift. Then we get on to asset protection, like I mentioned prior. So the trust protects assets from Forced transfer by inheritance, seizures, divorce, and bankruptcy. Okay. Then there's the accumulation of capital, right? The trust can own commercial enterprises. It can open bank accounts. It can participate in international investment projects, right? So there's the accumulation of capital. Then there's what we call reliability, which means that your capital will be safe from financially, politically, and economically unstable governments. Why? Because you have real money in this in a cloth. Then you have something known as versatility. Now, versatility in a trust means that you can transfer any asset, any asset, whether it's cash, real estate, personal property, real property, business, stocks, intellectual property, etc. Okay. Very important. Now, trust in general are subject to the rule against perpetuity. And we talked about this last time, right? Which in practical terms, it puts a limit on a length of time in which all trust property must be distributed. But because of the Strictures of the rule, a number of trusts have been struck down, right, in court. And this is the reason why I'm talking about this tonight. Because a lot of people don't know what a foreign trust is. So, most offshore jurisdictions have sophisticated trust laws, which have been modified, right, relating to the thing that we call perpetuity. Now, there's something called a royal lives clause, right? Most of you have never heard of this, and I'll repeat it again. It's called a royal life clause. This is a contract clause which provides that certain rights must be exercised 
within the lifetime, right? Plus 21 years, right? The lifetime of the trust, right? Because in, in, in Britain, they, they set these things up, right? They call them living descendants, right? Who happen to be alive at the time the contract was made. Okay? Now, over here, you might just call that shit the straw man. I had a brother ask me two weeks ago, how do I effectuate this same process in the UK? By looking at this type of shit. Now, in most common law jurisdictions, right, trust must either be formed for the benefit of persons or charitable purposes. Many offshore jurisdictions have also amended their laws to permit trust to be formed for non-charitable purposes. So, trust needs to enforce the trust, right? This is where you get the trust protector from, right? So, the trust protector must be able to enforce the terms of the trust. Which means that nigga, whatever you write as a settler, your trust protector has to be able to come in and enforce. So a lot of times, right, and this is why you have to be very specific in an express trust, because sometimes they don't know who the beneficial owner of the trust funds are or the assets, right? Because most people do not make it clear, plain, and simple. All right. So Let's get into this in front of that, right? And hopefully y'all, you know, y'all sit there with me. There's a lot of information, so I, I ain't going to drop it all in one show, but we're going to go into this, and I'm going to give you some things to think about, okay? And y'all can go back and look some of these codes up, come back and highlight me after you do your research, okay? Now, the Small Business Job Protection Act of 1996 made significant changes to the rules applicable to foreign trusts and trusts established by non-U.S. persons. The new rules were intended to protect, prevent tax avoidance through the use of foreign trust and exploitation of the grantor trust rules. Now, the 1996 Act imposes an array of reporting requirements which imposes harsh penalties on failures to comply with these requirements, increases the interest charge, right, imposed on taxes paid on distributions, and accumulated income, right, because foreign trusts can accumulate income, okay? Now, what we're going to talk about here is foreign trusts. We're going to talk about the exposure that it has, right, when it comes down to uh, U.S. beneficiaries, U.S. trustees, that type of shit, right? Um, now, let's just let's just jump right through it. How do you create a foreign trust? How do you determine whether a trust is a foreign trust? Now I want you to listen closely, okay? Before the 1996 Act, there were no clear standards for determining. Listen to this. There were no clear standards for determining a trust nationality. Y'all hear that? The former statutory definition consisted only of a statement that a foreign trust is a trust. But it's not. Why do you think we told you, man? You get your trust set up, bro. Your nationality falls within that. Now, 
the income of which from sources without the United States, which is not effectively connected with the conduct of a trade or business within the United States, is not includable in gross income. This statement is merely descriptive of the consequences of foreign trust status and gives no guidance as to how to determine its existence. So, you know, there was a, now we know. Okay, but there was a point in time where nigga, a trust was a trust was a trust to these people, right? And they had to do, you know, they had to do certain tests to figure out what kind of trust it was, right? Now, the Small Business Job Protection Act of 1996 was enacted on August 20th, 1996. Okay? So, and you can go look under um, Code 7701A31. Okay? Before the amendment, the 1996 Act, right? It references in the outline that, and this is in, in the Internal Revenue Code, all right? Okay? That a trust was just a trust. They had no way of breaking it down. Now, judicial and administrative authorities partially fill with the definitional void of establishing a test that requires weighing a trust foreign contact against its U.S. contacts. So this is where we get that whole definition. In fact, let me let me pull up the definition for you of a minimum contact. Okay. Now, minimum contact is a term used in the United States <coughs> law of civil procedure to determine when it is appropriate for a court in one state to assert personal jurisdiction over a defendant from another state. A.K.A. When can a judge step in and administrate your trust? Now, the United States Supreme Court has decided a number of cases that have established and refined the principle that it is unfair for a court to assert jurisdiction over a party unless the party's contacts with the state in which the court sits are such that the party could, here we go, reasonably expect to be held into court in that state. This jurisdiction must not offend traditional notions of fair play and substantial justice. Now, a non-resident defendant may have minimum contacts to form state if they, number one, have direct contact with the state, two, have a contract with a resident of the state, three, have placed their product into the stream of commerce such that it reaches the forum state, and four, Seek to have seek to serve residents of the forum state. Five have satisfied the Calder effect test, and six have a non-passive website viewed within the forum state. Okay, those all create what they call minimum contacts. All right, well, what's the minimum contact? Well, now you know what a minimum contact is. Okay, so these foreign trusts, a lot of times they determine this shit based on your minimum. Contact. Okay, so we're gonna go into a few things, here, right? And remind yourself: Code seventy-seven hundred one A thirty, section E and thirty-one B. Okay, both of these codes attempt to provide clarity, but do so in a way that creates a strong statutory bias in favor of foreignness. Foreign, foreignness, foreign, foreignness, foreign. Nigga, when you're foreign. All right, now, under Code 7701A30E and 31B, 
A trust is a foreign trust unless both of the following conditions are satisfied. You ready? Both of these conditions got to be satisfied. If not, they consider this to be a foreign trust. Number one, a court or courts within the U.S. must be able to exercise primary supervision over administration of the trust. And two, one or more persons, U.S. persons, have the authority to control all substantial decisions of the trust. This is why it's so important to make sure that, that you very, 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 very important to make sure that you take the time to lay out who your trustee is, who your beneficiary is, who your trust protector is, to do your DBAs, right, to create the contracts, to do the, the, the operating agreement. Don't be lazy. Take the time to do that shit, right? Now, under this text, a trust may be a foreign trust even if it was created by a U.S. person. All of its assets are located in the U.S. And all of its beneficiaries are U.S. persons. All it takes is one foreign person who has control over substantial type of trust decisions for the trust to be foreign. Now, consider the following. Right? Jenny, who's a U.S. citizen and a resident of New York, right? created a trust for the benefit of her children, all of whom were U.S. citizens and residents. She named the Gotham Trust Company, excuse me, she named the Gotham Trust Company, right, a New York corporation, and her brother Pat, who's a citizen and a resident of Ireland, as co-trustees. Now, the trust instrument gave Pat the right to determine the ages at which each of the children would receive his or her share of the trust fund. Now, it also directed that the trust funds be maintained in the U.S. in the custody of Gotham and that the laws of the state of New York were to govern the trust administration. Now, you know, I, I, I want to be clear here, right? Because, mind yourself, this lady was a U.S. person, right? She's a U.S. person. She set up her co-trustees, right? One And one of them was not a U.S. citizen. Okay. So despite its significant U.S. contacts, the new law under the IRS will treat Jenny's trust as a foreign trust since it obviously has substantial decisions that is controlled by a foreign fiduciary. You see why it's so important for you to have a foreign fiduciary, foreign trustee? So the new definition fulfills the Treasury Department's goal to, quote, increase the flexibility of settlers and trust administrators to decide whether and when to locate and in what assets to invest in. Now, for example, if the location of the administration of the trust were no longer a relevant criteria, settlers of foreign trust would be able to choose whether to administer the trust in the United States or abroad based on non-tax considerations. If you're a settler, you can set your trust up wherever you choose to. Now, it is also understood that one of the principal objectives, okay, 
sought to achieve by implementing this new definition, right, from the IRS, was to level the competitive playing field for trust businesses between the United States and foreign institutions. Under the former definition, a foreign person, financial institution, as a trustee, was generally reluctant to do so because of the likelihood that the trust would have been taxed as a U.S. domestic trust. Under the new law, a foreign person can easily use a U.S. financial institution without creating a domestic trust. You see, this is why a long time ago people didn't want to use these fucking banks because the bank was trying to convert your trust over. Yeah, nigga, the bank told me, make sure you put express down. We want to we want to make sure that it's that type of trust. We don't want no mistakes. The, the law now gives you the rule. I'm doing this show tonight because I want y'all to understand. This this is not for you to go and, and avoid some type of tax liability. Let's be clear. I'm not teaching that. I'm teaching you what they say about foreign trust. About what designates your trust to be foreign. So you can go and make the right choices for yourself. Now. Okay. And I'm going to give you the code again. 7701A30E. 31B. Now, although these codes establish a more objective method. For determining whether a trust is domestic or foreign, it falls short of establishing what they call a bright line test. Okay? That was intended. Now, some clarity is provided by Treasury Regulation 301 7701 7, which is applicable to trust for taxable years after February 2nd, 99. Now, the regulations provide that a trust is a U.S. person on any day that the trust meets both the court test and the control test. Now, I'll give you the test again. Are you ready? The first test is that the location of your trust, right, obviously must be established outside the U.S., right, the second one is that it has to be controlled by a foreign trustee, right? Or at least one of you, at least one of your trustees. Okay. Now, some clarity. Right, I thought you was provided in 301-7701-7. So go check that out. So, a trust is treated as a foreign trust for federal tax purposes under the new rule may continue to be a local trust. For state tax purposes Do you see why it's very important For you to set up a certain type of trust Because even if it's foreign and you're connected Or directly affected To income or trade or commerce within the United States Or in your state They can still tax your ass depending on how you're doing business So Jenny Right the chick Who I just gave you an example of Her trust for example May not pay no federal income tax but it will be subject to New York state tax, right? Because it was created by a resident of New York and has a New York trustee. That's under the New York uh, tax law, uh, 605B3, right? So 
This is why you got to get into your state code. You got to get into your uniform trust code in your state. Because then you'll know, oh, shit. I, I, I might really need a foreign trustee here. Now, the Treasury Department, right, they have um, these fiscal year things that they come out with, right? They, they call them general explanations. Make sure you take some time and go look this shit up. Okay, now, the court test, right, this is a very important test. So the court test is whether or not they have subject matter jurisdiction over you. Do they have personal jurisdiction over you? And when I say you, I'm talking about the trust. Is there jurisdiction? Well, let's just look at it. Now, the court test is the regulatory explanation of the statutory requirement that, quote, a court or a court within the United States is able to exercise primary supervision over the administration of the trust. Okay. This is this is the whole subject matter jurisdiction thing. Now, the final Treasury regulation provides a safe harbor for court tests. The safe harbor provides that a trust satisfies the court test if the following three requirements are met. Ready? Number one, the trust instrument, which is your declaration, which is your situs, okay, does not direct that the trust be administered outside the U.S. Oh, my God. Right there. So, what's up with your trust instrument? Have you done one? Have you completed it? Is it specific as to where your trust is to be administered at? Number two, the trust, in fact, is administered exclusively in the United States. Exclusively in the United States. So, that's the second part. And three, the trust is not subject to an automatic migration provision described in Treasury Regulation 301-7701. So this is what's called the court test. Now, according to the preamble, right, to the regulations, the Internal Revenue Service, which calls themselves the service, kind of, kind of like some matrix shit, okay, included the court test safe harbor in the final regulations because it recognized the difficulty and determining whether the court or the courts of a particular state would assert primary supervision over the administration of a trust if that trust had never appeared before any court in the state. Now, Treasury Regulation 301-7701 provides the following definition critical to the application of the court test. You ready? Number one, the court includes federal as well as state and local courts. Number two, the United States means the 50 states in the District of Columbia. Number three, is able to exercise, which means that the court has or would have the authority under the applicable law to render orders or judgments resolving issues concerning administration of trust. And four, Primary supervision, which means that the judicial authority to determine substantially all issues regarding the administration of the entire trust, notwithstanding the fact that another court has jurisdiction over a trustee and a beneficiary or trust property. 
So what they did was they gave these niggas a little extra room to move around. Because they understand that. If they keep it pretty bad, nigga, we can't bring you up in here. Okay. Now, trust will be treated as satisfying the control test set forth in the final regulations for taxable years beginning after December 31st, 1996, if they meet those requirements that I just gave. Okay? Oh, but wait, let me keep going because there's more requirements. Okay? There's a fifth requirement. Which is administration, right? Because they have to be able to administrate your trust. If you're not administrating your own trust, they step in and do it for you. So administration means the carrying out of the duties imposed by the terms of the trust instrument and applicable law, including maintaining the books, the records of the trust, filing the tax returns, managing and investing the assets of the trust, defending the trust from suits by creditors, and determining the amount of timing of the distribution. Okay. Now, under Regulation 301-7701, it describes four types of trusts that satisfy the court test and one that does not. The four types of trusts which satisfy the court test are here. You ready? Number one, trusts that are registered in a court within the U.S. by an authorized fiduciary under a state statute substantially similar to the Uniform Probate Code Article 5 Trust Administration. Okay. So, if you're using statutory... Tr- now, I know a lot of y'all are going to say, well, but wait, I used the Uniform Probate Code. No, nigga, you didn't. Especially if you did express trust. You went around that by, by doing express. Everything else is statutory. Now... Number two is a testamentary trust. This is the trust that happens after you die, right? These are wills. Number three, the inter-vivo trust. If the fiduciaries and the beneficiaries take steps with a court in the U.S. to cause the administration of the trust to be subject to the primary supervision of such a court. And four, trusts that are subject to primary supervision with respect to their administration by U.S. courts in a foreign court, okay? So the list of trusts that satisfy the court test is not intended to be an exclusive list, right? It contains a provision that would cause the trust to migrate from the U.S. if a U.S. court attempted to assert jurisdiction over it or otherwise attempted to, to supervise its administration either directly or indirectly, does not satisfy the court test. However, a trust will not fail the court test solely because the trust instrument provides that the trust will migrate from the United States only in the case of a foreign invasion of the United States. So in in other words, y'all, you have to have more than just a declaration. You got to have it. This thing has to be more than just a declaration. You gotta have foreign trustees. Your declaration has to be specific. Your grantors, your settler, your trust protector, everybody has to have a very, very specific job. It's gotta be written down. I mean, I'm giving you the code. I'm, I'm literally reading, reading this shit to you. Now, 
The Uniform Probate Code gives exclusive jurisdiction over the internal affairs of a trust to the court of a state in which the trust is registered. This is why it's very important for you to name what type of trust it is. Now, 16 states, I hope y'all listening, 16 states have adopted the Uniform Probate Code in its entirety. Okay? In some cases with significant modifications. Okay, so these states are Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Hawaii, Idaho, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Carolina, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Utah. Okay? Now, so, so you have the court test, right? Then you have what's known as the control test. Because I told you about them, but now we're going to break them down, right? So the, the control test is the regulatory explanation of the statutory requirement that one or more United States persons have the authority to control all substantial decisions of the trust. Okay? Now, it says, number one, United States person means a U.S. person within the meaning of 7701. So you know that that's your straw. You know that that is the 14th Amendment. Okay? Number two, substantial decisions. This means all decisions other than the ministerial decisions that any person, whether acting in a fiduciary capacity or not, is authorized or required to make under the terms of the trust instrument or applicable law such decisions which include but are not limited to A, the timing and amount of the distributions. B, the selection of the beneficiaries. C, the power to determine whether receipts are uh, allocatable or income or principal. Okay? D, the powers to terminate the trust. E, the powers to compromise, arbitrate, or abandon claims of the trust and have decided whether to sue on behalf of or defend suits against the trust. Okay, this is all in the control test, right? F, the power to remove, add, or replace a trustee. G, the power to appoint a successor trustee, even if the power is not accompanied by an unrestricted power to remove a trustee unless the appointed power is limited in such a way that it cannot be exercised in a manner that would alter the trustee's residency. So there's that. And then H is the power to make investment decisions, right? So that's all under subsection 2. Right, this is under the control test. Remember, the control test is what they call regulatory statutory requirement that one or more United States persons have the authority or the control, right, to make some of these decisions. Right? So these are some of the things. Now, remember, you got to meet both the tests. But these are some of the, of the things 
in the shit that they have in their code that try to allow them to pierce your foreign trust. Now, if a U.S. person hires an investment advisor on behalf of the trust and can terminate at will such advisor's power to make investment decisions, the U.S. person will be treated as retaining control over the investment decision made by the investment advisor. This is why it's really important, man, because these motherfuckers, they have no problem piercing your shit. You guys know they code. Now, control, right, under their definition, means the power by vote or otherwise to make all of the substantial decisions of the trust with no other person having the power to veto any of the substantial decisions. Okay? Now, certain employee benefit trusts will be deemed to satisfy the control test. As long as U.S. fiduciaries control all of the substantial decisions made by the trust fiduciaries. Now, this is really important because when we start talking about trust fiduciaries, your fiduciary responsibility, that's why you do a Form 56. That's why you set yourself off to the side, right? And if you, and if you are a trustee, uh, you better be very, very careful about what your trustees are. Nigga, I, I'm just an authorized rep, nigga. I only, I was only um, assigned one task. I don't have no other duties. Okay. Now, if a U.S. person, right, a U.S. person, which is a U.S. citizen, right. If this person, um, because because this this is thing called loss of status, right? So when you reverse an unintended loss of U.S. status, right? Somebody can lose their status as a U.S. citizen, as we know, as we study, right? And this can also cause a rift in how they treat the trust. So if the trustee, whose U.S. status caused by caused the trust to be treated as a U.S. trust ceases to be a trustee or ceases to be a U.S. person, the regulations give the trust 12 months from the date of such secession to make whatever changes are necessary to give control over all substantial decisions of the trust to U.S. persons. Now, if the changes made within this period of time, the trust will be treated as having maintained its U.S. status even during the time when one or more substantial decisions were not controlled by U.S. persons. And if the change is not made within this time period, the trust will be treated as having lost its U.S. status on the date the trustee lost his or her U.S. status or ceased to serve as a trustee. The appropriate district director has the power to extend this time period for reasonable cause. Okay? Now, let's talk about elections, right? Because under Section 1161 of the Taxpayer Relief Act of 97, this permits non-granted trusts that were in existence, right, on August 20th of 96, 
that were treated as domestic trusts on August 19, 96, to elect elect to continue to be treated as U.S. trusts. Now, mind yourself, right? There's a difference. There's U.S. trusts and there's foreign trusts. Now, I want to be very clear here that trusts, right, that were owned by their grantors under the so-called grantor trust rules, right, may not make an election. They can't make this type of election. Okay? Now, the election is available to a trust only if a person, right, or the trustee, right, a portion of the trust was treated as owned by the grantor. Only a portion of the trust. Okay? I mean, the tax code, it, it really does. It goes on and on on this shit. Okay, now let's talk about this, right? Because this is important. Trusts that are not required to file Form 1041 or the Form 1040 NR will be considered to have been treated as domestic trusts on August 19, 1996. If they satisfy the second criteria, if they have a reasonable basis for filing either form. Now, Treasury Regulation 301-7701 details the procedure for making the election to remain a domestic trust. Once the election is made, it may only be revoked with the consent of the service. However, an election will terminate if changes are made to the trust after the effective date of the election. That causes the trust to no longer have reasonable basis for being treated as a domestic trust under the under the old code of 7701A. Okay. Now, no tax consequences are imposed on U.S. persons on account of the creation of a foreign trust. But under some circumstances, income tax may be imposed on the transfer of property to a foreign trust, whether that tax is created by her, him, or anybody else that's a trustee. This is the reason why I told y'all. There's what they call a gift tax. Gift tax is a very important uh, type of thing, but there is no tax for the gift. I don't even know why they call it a gift tax. There ain't no tax there. This is what we showed in the second webinar. Move, move your crib right over to a trust and don't pay no tax. See how that does for you. Now, the only way you pay a tax on something like that is if you're paying now, and, and, and this is this is how they get around it, right? They say that under Code 684, this treats the transfer of an item of property by a U.S. person to a foreign trust as a sale or an exchange for an amount equal to the fair market value of the property transfer, and requires that the transferor. Recognized gain but not loss on the excess of such fair market value over the basis of transferred property. So for transfers in 2010, right, going back as far as then, those were recognized by U.S. persons who transferred appreciated property to foreign trusts. So for a long time, they were taxing niggas. This is the whole reason why you do shit under gift. Just gifted niggas. Now, if a foreign trust to which U.S. persons has made any direct or indirect gratuitous transfers has one or more U.S. beneficiaries, 
or increase the trust is a so-called grantor trust owned by a U.S. person within the meaning of the code to the extent of the transfer, they're going to try to tax you. So a transfer is not a gratuitous transfer if it was made for full market value for the purpose of determining whether full market value has been received if the transfer is a grantor or a beneficiary of the trust or a person related within the meaning of the code. Okay, so let's get right down to it, right? Because these these so-called regulations, right, that I keep giving you, right, they lay shit out very specifically. Now, it says that an obligation is a qualified obligation only if the obligation is reduced to writing by an express written agreement. The term of the obligation does not exceed five years for purposes of determining the term of the obligation or the maturity date of the obligation. The obligation can be outstanding under the terms of the obligation. All payments on the obligation are denominated in U.S. dollars. Right? I mean, you see where we're going with this shit? This is why you do shit in gold and silver. This is why you use trust uh, certificate units. You get away from, you know, from shit that's directly affected to their commerce. Now, transfers by a U.S. person to entities owned by a foreign trust are created as transfers. The transfers. So a trust is treated as having a U.S. beneficiary in any year in which income or corpus may be paid for the benefit of or accumulated for future distribution. Okay. What we're talking about here is taxes. Now, I just gave y'all two types of tests to you, right? Because I don't, I don't really want to overwhelm y'all because it's a lot of information. And we can go into the tax code all night. There's the control test and there's the court test. These are two very important tests that you need to look at uh, when you're examining setting up your own trust. Okay, because remember, man, we're talking about offshore foreign trusts. So you're directly connecting your 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 trade, your commerce, right? Whether you do in a business trust, express trust, you're gonna do some type of commerce. More than likely, most of y'all are gonna have a, a trustee that's not foreign, right? So you have to do everything you can to protect your trustee. And the assets of your trust. We're going to start doing some trust classes soon, man. All right. Going to be some stipulations to get in these classes. All right. And they're not going to be... Um, they're, they're not going to be easily accessible, man. Because this type of shit is so private. Like, I, like even, even giving some of this information out on the radio... Has to be capped at a certain point. So what I want y'all to do is take some time and go through the IRS code. Go through their trust code. Understand what you're operating. You're not gonna hop in a new car and not learn how to drive it, is you? All right, the call lines is flooded. 
So we're going to take some calls and see what's happening out there tonight. We'll take a real quick break. Um, and we'll come back and uh, holler at y'all, man. Remember, foreign trust, taxation. What is a foreign trust? What determines your trust to be foreign? Okay. So the IRS makes some of these laws to protect your ass, and some of them they make to pierce you. Okay? So it's really important for you to know which laws you're following <laughs> according to the codes. Let's just call them codes. Which codes are you following? Because they're not laws, they're codes. And keep in mind, these niggas operate under their own trust. Okay? Now, before we go to break, let me pull something up. I want to read it to y'all. Okay? I mean, there's a there's a lot. I'll probably make this document available to y'all too, so y'all can check it out. Okay. Okay. Now, let's. I want to read this to y'all because because this is this is really important here. When we when we start talking about gifts, right? Now, purported gifts from partnerships. Let's talk about different types of gifts real quick before we go to break. Okay. Now, a U.S. person. Receives a purported gift from a partnership directly or indirectly, the entire amount must be included, right, in the gross income, right, without regard to the amount of the partnership income. So there's that, right? Now, a purported gift, or what you call a bequest, is any transfer other than a transfer for fair market value. What did I tell you? Okay, from a corporation. Or a partnership to a person who is not a shareholder or a partner. Or if purported, right? So ask yourself, how many gifts have you given? Have you given any gifts to your trust? I talked to a lady today. She wanted to know she had some issues with her car. She wants it because because they they're not gonna give her the title to her shit, right? So I I I said to her, well, why why you don't just put it in the trust? I mean, you want the title to your shit, it's a, it gift it over to your shit. Okay. So the gift rule does not apply if the U.S. person receiving the purported gift has no family or other relationships to a partner or a shareholder that establishes reasonable basis for concluding a partnership. Right? So you must give it to a trust. You must. Now, if a partnership or a foreign corporation creates and funds a trust, whether or not in the entity or the partner shareholders who are transferred as the grantors of the trust, okay, treating the entities as the grantor of the trust established for business purposes, partners and shareholders of the grantor's trust established for non-business purposes, then the trust makes a distribution to the U.S. person. Do, do, do you understand? This is the reason why you have everything laid out so that you can make trust distributions. Like, I'm going to pay you a certain amount. I'm going to pay you to do this. I'm going to pay you to do that. To do that. <clears throat> Everybody got a job. What's your job? What's your trustee's job? What's your grantor's job? If your trustee receives something, let's just say your trustee receives a car. Nigga, he's going to give it back to the trust. 
Don't belong to him. And then he gets to use it on, on behalf of the trust. So he'll gift it. Ooh. See, y'all feel it? I mean, this is good information, man. But you got to take time to go through this shit. Because I ain't going to sit here and read the IRS code on that. But I, I want y'all to just get a basic understanding. Foreign trust is anything that sits outside of their jurisdiction that they cannot administer. But then you have to ask yourself the question, well, what does administer mean? Well, I just read it to you. They do a court test, which is, you know, that's a really important type of test for them to do. Because they want to establish right off the bat whether or not they have jurisdiction. So they're going to do a court test on you. Then they do a control test on you. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to take a couple minutes. Call lines are wide open if you want to holler at me. We packed tonight. Let's get it in. Let's have this conversation. Let me know where y'all at with this. All right, go to makemorecommerce.com. You need to get with me. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go nowhere. Keep it locked. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. That's what I did today Those were the words I said to you It was last May, don't know the exact day In my head there was a ring Then you told me that you love me More than anything in your life So I asked you, would you do me?
Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. All right, all right. Peace to God. We're back. We're back. You're sitting on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Bounce L. Bay. Uh, a couple quick announcements real quick while I got all y'all on the line. Uh, we got an upcoming seminar in Atlanta. Go to JonahBay.com. You can register for that seminar if you want to attend. All right. Uh, also, I'm going to be doing a trust webinar uh, later this month on trust insurance. All right. So you want to get down on that, you can go to MakeMoreCommerce.com. Okay. Uh, we've also had some new provisions that we've done with our nationality certificate. So if you want to acquire a nationality certificate, all right, also go to makemorecommerce.com. All right, get your nationality certificate, all right? You must have an authenticated birth certificate, and your trust needs to be registered. You need to be able to show me where, you, where you've done your trust, all right? We're changing how we do shit up, all right? It's just really private. You want to be private, you got to operate like that, all right? Now, um, what the hell else I want to tell y'all? Oh, yeah. If you need congressional records, man, go to, go to my site, makemorecommerce.com, and get you some congressional records. We are a one-stop shop over there. So go get your congressional records. All right? We're working on, on effectuating and doing better timelines, as always. All right? It's a constant thing. So we want to thank y'all for y'all, uh, for y'all donations and y'all constant support. Sign up for the free membership over there, all right? Let's go to uh, 240 on the bottom line. Come on, Peace to the gods. What do you do, Joey? What's up, man? Peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, man. Fire show. Fire show, man. I ain't going to lie. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. I appreciate yeah. that, man. I was, hope- I was hoping yeah. somebody caught this shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely appreciate you bringing that forward trust, man. I was like, all right, let me go look up Stair Dices. Oh man, this joint! I'm listening to this on the way to work. Yes, I'm I'm listening to this on the way to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't it interesting, man. bro? We've heard, we've heard about all, offshore trust our whole life. Never knew what it, what it really was. Offshore trust is an express trust. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man, you shocked the hell out of me. But yet it's not. <laughs> I'm liking it though, man. 
What was that? Uh, I got on late. I ain't think you was gonna call me. Man, you first one what was that code? So you, 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 you want to call the code? Let me, yeah, yeah. Let me let me read it down to you. Let me pull it up. Code is 301.7701-7C3. That's your court set. Okay. Ah, okay. And then and then and then when you get to the control test. 301.7701.71 subsection 2. Ah, okay, subsection 2. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's fine, man. I'm, I'm downloading this. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, this is some... To, to me, if we're going to understand trust, we got to look at every facet of it. Nigga... People be trying to get away from the IRS. You can't get away from these niggas. Only way to deal with a buggy man is to deal with him head on. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's right. You can't run from it. The mama used to tell me, man, motherfucker, take that shit. You better go back out there and get your shit, man. <laughs> hey. Shit, look. That's what pops and uh, that's what pops and mom did back in the day. What? What you mean you came in the house without your coat? Nah, you got to go get that. Yeah, what don't you mean? That. You better go back out there and get that coat. Don't come back till you got that coat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you want to fight them or you want to fight them? You got you to you steal a motherfucker in their face, man. So you got to steal these laws right in their face, man, to really get down with it and understand what the fuck's going on. Hell yeah, you know. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. So I, 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 Yo, I appreciate you soaking up the info. Oh, man. I'm soaking. I'm telling you. And I... I the drug you dropped when you said it has no clear standings determining the trust nationality, that kind of resonated with uh, Ooh, the one who expressed trust. <laughs> now, 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 let's be clear about this, right? Because I'm going to pull up a definition. You know, I love definitions. Let's pull up a definition of this word. Hold on. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you a definition here for this word. And this this may tie right in to what we're talking about. Oh no, let's pull it up. Okay. Now, covenant, a covenant law. Now it says that in most general sense, in historical sense, a covenant is a solemn promise to engage in or refrain from a specified action. Now, under historical common law, a covenant was distinguished from an ordinary contract by the presence of a seal. Because the presence of a seal indicated an unusual solemnity in the promises made in a covenant, the common law would enforce a covenant even in the absence of consideration. In the United States contract law, an implied covenant of good faith is presumed. It also says that a covenant is a type of agreement, a nodulus, the contractual condition. So the covenantor, which is you or me, anybody who sets up a trust, makes promise to a covenantee. Doesn't that sound like a trustee, bro? Right? To perform affirmative covenant, U.S. positive covenant, or to refrain from some type of action. So in real property, the juristic term reveals covenant means conditions tied to ownership or use of land. A covenant running from the land 
or meeting tests of wording and circumstances laid down in a precedent which imposes duties, restrictions, and the like. So, bro, when, when I mention nationality and trust, I'm really talking about covenant law. That's what we're really dealing with. Your ability to claim who your God is and then act upon that shit. And then tell people, hey, don't do this, don't do that. I'm under I'm under my own covenant. That's why the Jews are under their own shit. Exactly, right. And you said it's a solemn promise and a contract, which makes sense why we put what we put into our uh, express trust, showing what the spirit's uh, governed by. Yeah, uh, the, the express trust is only a template where we gave y'all. Y'all supposed to take it in and expound on it and do wonders with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. That's Jesus shit, nigga. You can do greater miracles than me. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get that counsel, man, to make sure uh, have you look my uh look it all over before I, you know, send it off to the end of the field no to the universe. No doubt, no doubt. We're ready to set that up. Be ready to talk to you. No doubt, no doubt. I'm definitely on it. Definitely. Well, yo, God, man, I'm gonna hear the full man, that shit. Fire. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you, man. You have a uh, yeah. wonderful week, bro. You do the same, guys. All right, peace out. Peace. You know what I'm saying, man? He, he picked up on the nationality shit. You're part. It can't, listen, foreign trust has a nationality. Ain't that a bitch? 316308, what up? Peace to the God. What's good, brother Joey? Peace to the God. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you, brother Joe. I appreciate you, man. All right, no doubt, bro. So we're good. Man, you know, loving this topic that you all, my brother, because, you know, this topic is very influential with what we have going on right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you know what's funny is I, I can probably take the next couple of shows and just go into the trust code, the foreign, the foreign trust code. I mean, there's so much to this code, bro. It's, it's like over 100 pages on this shit, bro. I didn't even, t- even touch on most of this shit. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, I know you did. Yeah, I see you, bro. Someone <laughs> read this shit is a headache, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. When you look at that tech code, they write that shit. You got to ask yourself, who the fuck writing this shit? Who has the mental capacity to even write this shit? Obviously, you know? somebody that's getting so, paid very well. Hell yeah, nigga, they get paid great to write this shit. I write this shit too. But but you but you know what's funny, bro? Let me tell you what's really funny about this. Is not your social security sitting in a trust? Oh, but of course. Without a doubt. Right. Right. IRS operates out of Puerto Rico. Ain't Puerto Rico fair? Yeah. Yeah, so what that tells me is that every time they write these codes like this, anytime they write any type of IRS code, all they're doing is adding to their own trust position. I always call it the trust indenture. Yeah, they're amending the trust indenture. <laughs> yeah, bro. They consistently is amending their own shit. Changing yeah. their shit. That's why niggas get mad. Like, man, I can't get that number I wanted to get. Or they don't do it like they used to. Nigga, they don't have to. They had a trust you meeting and they decided that, that right. it wasn't beneficial anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. 
Yeah, man. This is, what we're talking about right now, man, is really, really important information. And it may be the most important because you don't want nobody to pierce your shit. Exactly. Niggas will be mad as a motherfucker if your shit gets pierced. Well, and that's the thing. Most of them wouldn't even understand how they got it pierced because they're not paying attention. Right. Now, notice it talked about registering the trust, right? But it talked about registering the trust um, under the statutory trust code. Mm-hmm. Plus, trust ain't under statutory trust code. Of course not. They make a, but you would they know they that if you do your research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They make mention of it, but they can't tell you what to do with it. They can't tell you what to put in it. They can't tell you how it should operate. They can only administrate trust that are not expressed trust. Well, but then you wonder why you have such a hard time trying to figure out what to do with your express trust because they can't talk about it. It's not within their jurisdiction. Right. It's like they, they can't give you no legal advice on it, nigga. You're not going to find too many attorneys that, that, that's, that's going to really know what the fuck you're doing. Like I talked to Jonah the other day. He told me there was a brother who went and did his trust somewhere, and he said he said they took it to the back, and it was a it was a it was a, a acidic Jew with the yarmulke on and shit, reading over his paperwork. Come on, mm-hmm. man. man yeah, why does he think the Jew was reading over his paperwork? Come on, bro. They, you they know what I'm saying? If you're going to be on the same footing as them. Exactly. That's all these people really respect anyway is paperwork. They don't respect shit you say. Nigga, did you write it down? Did you put it on paper? Did you notarize it? Well, ain't that ain't that the same way as them telling us, um, you know what I'm saying, to just put it in the book? That's how you avoid a black person getting to it? Yeah, come on, man. You want to hide something from a nigga, put it in the book? Write it down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Write it you, down, put on, it in the come book. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. You feel come me? Come on, bro. Because why? We don't read. Exactly. We don't read. Of course not. You know, and so, I, I mean, even the laws, like... You know, now I have to give it to a lot of brothers and sisters who have been on this info lately. They have been reading. Why? Because y'all forced to go read this shit. Because we are not doing the trust in every single state. We doing it in the states we in. So you gonna have to go read. Just forcing niggas to go read now. You're, you're being forced to go read, but don't be lazy about it. Read everything. Get your hands on all the material you can get your hands on. You know, even if it goes past me and Jonathan. Go go keep researching. That's my thing. Don't stop. Become a lifetime researcher. It's information. Oh, we lost the brother. All right. If he uh, calls back in, we'll pick him up. All right, let's move on. Let's go to 313 409. What up? Three one three four oh nine. Get on the line. Yeah, three one three. Going once, going twice. Go. Six oh two three nine six. Peace to the God. Peace God, peace God. Peace to God. Welcome to the show. Yes sir, welcome to the show. What's up, man? What's up, man? I see you, man. I like the topic, man. I'm sitting here trying to pull it up now, man, and uh get my little issue in. Uh, you know, yeah, I like man. to make sure yeah. I understand what you, 
I like to make sure I understand what you're saying. So uh, basically, what you what you're saying is that the way we got to set it up is basically keeping it uh, safe already, but we got to watch how, how watch how we moving, right? Yeah, exactly. Like the funny thing is, is that you can't just have one trustee who administrates everything on the trust in the public, right? They can effectively connect that back. Remember, there's a test. That's why they call it the test. So if you if you was have to go up in front of a judge and they wanted to decide whether or not your, your, your trust is foreign or not, they're going to weigh it against the test, these qualification tests. Okay. They're going to look at your trustee. They're going to look at everything. Your, now, your trustee is your woman, if I'm not mistaken, right? So they're going to look at everything no. she does. Well, I switched it up. I, I became a trustee. I made her the trust protector. Okay, good. So so then you also need to have a foreign trustee. You see what I'm saying? You can't you can't be the only trustee. You can't be the the, the, the sole person to do everything. Maybe in your declaration you're very expressive about, okay, I'm just an authorized representative just to do this job. And then I take my hands off. Okay, and then, and it's, and that's just to say everything you do, you could just switch it up and uh, have a uh, authorized little another trustee to just handle just that business. Mhm. Mhm. Now everything you also do needs to be in writing. You gotta yeah, a minute. Yeah, on a minute entry. There you go, bro. There you go. It's got to be a minute entry. <laughs> If you're not creating minute entries, what you're, what you're doing essentially, especially if you're not filing it into your record, right, as, as the minute, and you don't have to file every single minute you do into the public record. You can just do test readers, you know, if you want. But as long as you're creating the minutes and putting them down, that's very important. But, yeah, you can switch your trustees up, and I would. I wouldn't keep the same trustee all the time. Okay, and I need, I'm going to go back and read this part right here. I see where it says transfer any money or property to a foreign trust. That's basically what we're yeah. doing. So we need, to, we need to make sure we're doing that the right way. You got to make sure you're looking over the code. And that's exactly yeah. correct, right? Because you are, because that's exactly what you're doing. Even this niggas that's trying to get to their security. What do you think that is under 144A? Yes, sir. Of the, of the Securities and Exchange Commission. This is what Donald been trying to teach niggas for years. Man. Yeah. It's like a pimple, man. It's coming to a head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it is. And sh- shout out to Donald for, for bringing the 144A out. You know, that, that particular rule when it comes down to this. Because think about this, bro. We've we been really moving around in a circle. Right? We're going to come full circle with this information now. Now we're back on trust. Nigga, we was on trust five years ago. Now we're back on trust, and we're looking at it all over again, and what are we talking about? The same shit we were talking about last time. And now everybody got a higher understanding. Yeah. I would say so, but, but see, my higher understanding on this shit comes from looking at the laws. It comes from Studying the code. It comes from looking at other people's trust. It comes from looking at case laws on trust. Like, bro, that's why it's so important to look at the case law. The case law that I was going to read last week went over this exact thing. 
You see what I'm saying? Whether or not uh, they had jurisdiction, what an express trust is, how express trust operates. Yeah. Uh, was you going? Now, now, you said. Fact, you... Matter of fact, yeah, I was going to drop it, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna read this real quick because I think that this is important. Um, it's the highlight. Let me just pull up the highlight here. Um, so, all right, here we go. An express trust, and I'm gonna read it again. Okay, it says that an express trust has three regular features. This came from case law. Number one, an explicit declaration and an intention to create the trust. So that's why I said everything got to be writing, right? Because it's got to be explicit. Everything you write down got to be on point. Then number two, the transfer of lawful and definite property made by a person that's capable of making a transfer thereof. And then three, the requirement to hold property as a trustee for the benefit of the Sesticade Trust with directions as to the manner in which the trust funds are to be applied. Jennings versus Jennings. Okay, so that's a little bit deeper than me. <laughs> I see. I see. So then, so yeah. that, that come from a, that that came from case law. That's right from a case. That's why I fuck with the case law for him. Because the case law gonna tell you you ain't the first nigga to set up an express trust, and you ain't gonna be the last. White people been doing it for years. Exactly. Hell, no, no, do I leave? Probably had the intention of doing something similar to this. I'm sure. Well, when, was the, when was the first uh, one established? Good question. Who knows? I don't even know that, nigga. They were, trust been operating. Listen, matter of fact, I think I mentioned it last week. Trust go back as far as medieval. Remember, vassals, lords, fiefdom, feudal systems. Remember, we we discussed this last week. This is this is all feud. This is feudal shit. Yeah, right. Who knows? Who knows? That's been around so long, bro. I mean, you think about like this: the Rockefellers. How long they been in trust? How long the Rothschilds been in trust? I know Morgan and Chase. How long they been, how long they been having the keys? Say it again. How long they been having the keys? Man, good question. Well, tell you like this. I've been in many, 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 many courts. And I ain't never seen nobody with a yarmulke on sitting up in there in front of the judge. And, and let, let's not mistake it, the Jews ain't the only one. Yeah, I'm sure some I'm sure some of these Italians are operating in trust. You you'd have a whole lot of mobsters who probably would have never went to jail. Like Al Capone if he was operating in trust. They got his ass on tax evasion. And a lot make you think he made was he popped operating in trust. That's how he got so big and they pierced his trust. That's how they grabbed him up. Man, they got this nigga for not paying taxes. 
Go back and read his case. They got him for not paying his taxes. Because why? He was a U.S. person. They got in here. Yeah. Now, 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 you know how I say we must have like uh, um, it's good to have a foreign. Now, once we go and um, switch the status, you know, correct the status on ours, we we uh, we will no longer be U.S. citizens, so we gonna be on the foreign side ourselves as using um, as our birth certificate wise, right? So you know, the funny thing is, right, is that under 1481 U.S.C., right, we're talking about coming out of, out of out of that particular status, right? Um, your birth certificate sets you to the side. It's what they call annex, annexation, which means they set it to the side. So it's been annexed. But that that only makes you and and if we're being really really political here, it makes you stateless. Now, I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you another definition here, bro. Okay, hold on. Okay. Now stateless in international law, is somebody who is not considered a national by any state under the operation of law. Some stateless people are also refugees. However, not all refugees are stateless, and many people who are stateless have never crossed the international border. So, in, in, in effect, really, you become a stateless person, especially if you're not operating under trust, because you come from up under their trust, and then you're sitting in limbo until you go into your own. Okay, so so like I just think I heard you say before you when you was um before you start calling us in the trust the trust basically is a national. Yeah, yeah, come on, man, there you go. There it is. Your your trust has a nationality, and 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 they go and they look at the situs of the trust to determine what its nationality is. Oh, is it a U.S. is it a U.S. trust? Oh, okay, it must be a U.S. citizen. And now you're thinking about they look at your paperwork. Yeah, because when you set it when you set it up, it asks if you set it up under the state laws or not. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's depending on how you're. That's what gives us jurisdiction. They don't actually. You can't really answer that question. It's really how you root it up in your indenture, and all ours is well, you know, it's written up to where it ain't. Uh, under the laws of uh, our state. Now, I'm going to tell you what's interesting, right? You in Arizona. Arizona uses the Uniform Probate Code, right? But yeah. most of that most of that shit is statutory. But how much of the express trust did it talk about in the Probate Code? Now, how much of the express trust did they talk about in the Probate Code? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm uh, asking you, I'll be a physician. I'm not much. Yeah. Not not much. Why do you think that is, bro? Because it's private. We we can't tell you how to do your shit. It's private. You gotta do it on your own. And and and, and by the way, uh, your declaration and your indenture are your bylaws. So that's what tells them how everything's supposed to operate. That's why I sell the indenture on my website. N- niggas forgot all about the indenture. Go get the indenture. Still the indenture. Pass the declaration because that will lays everything out. Mm-hmm. I got those from you already, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking about you per se. I'm just speaking in general. But, oh. you know, a revocable trust in is really important to have because that's them your bylaws. 
that's how your shit runs. That's the that's the the, uh, the the nationality. That's what your nationality is based on. Okay. Yeah, and that's how the uh, what is the articles of uh, incorporation? Well, is it incorporated? It's a trust. No, no, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. those, 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 that's your site. It's only your site. So, so if you want to, if you want to call it, uh, you know, articles, articles of formation, you can, you, you can even say that. But ain't no incorporation. We ain't incorporating them. Okay, so the articles of formation. Mm-hmm. Formation for a trust. I gotta go back and I gotta go back and actually read those because I, I I think I attached them too. Um, Man, go back and I, check I, it out. But yeah, nothing else. Go, go back and read. Go back and read the code here, man. When it comes down to the to the IRS code, because that's gonna give you a wealth of knowledge. You know, you know, it's funny because you know I learned that shit from Jonah, man. How, how to get into these IRS codes and really look into these codes deeper. You know, I mean that if you look into the codes, bro, you do fine when it comes down to the tax side of this shit. But you at least gotta take some research and go look at them, which I know you will. Do. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, man. I'll let the next, I'll let the next uh, caller jump on. Thank you, bro. Thank you for calling. Oh, you have to God. Thank you for your time. Okay, peace to the guys, bro. No doubt. Peace. Let's go to uh seven one six three one four. What up? Yo, peace of the God, Joey. Yo, man. What up, peace of the God? Oh uh, man, same same old chilling, chilling. Appreciate it. Um, man, I got a question. It's like we're dealing with the IRS. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, it's a it's along the lines of that. Like so far as like with the eighty eight thirty two, because I had this, uh-huh. this, but like I. But like I said, I had left the L off. I mean, and uh, and I wanted to know if, like, if I just did it all over, got another nine eight with the L on there, you know, would it would it would that hurt mm-hmm. anything? It'd just be doing basically a eighty eight thirty two and a, a twenty four forty eight for the uh. What are you eighty eight thirty two and over? Uh, well, what 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 are you doing eighty eight thirty two for? Like uh, like, like, gonna, what uh, do, into, like what are you moving over? I was uh, gonna change the uh, secure party because I didn't remember I didn't put the L on my jaw. I just uh, mm-hmm. I didn't put it on there, you know. Right, but and let I me ask that you was... this in a, in, a better, in a better way, God. What entity are you doing moving to the eighty eight thirty two? You said what? Is, are you doing what, 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 No, no, no. All right, eighty eight thirty two is tra- is a transfer. That's so when you, when you do the eighty eight thirty two, my question to you is the entity classification. So what entity are you classifying under the eighty eight thirty two? The the Ligas and um and the to the nine eight to the nine eight. Now did you, trust, have, you already, yeah. have you already done one? You already, you already done one? Before? Yeah. Yeah, but the one one I did it didn't have L at the end of it, and I didn't know if that would affect anything. And I just wanted to make sure that that's all 
running straight because well, I just did it a deal. while ago. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You already did one, right? So mm-hmm. you can leave it as it is, or you can create another nine eight and then do an eighty eight thirty two and transfer it from the nine eight that it's into another nine eight. Yeah, that's all I was saying. Like on the UCC, right? Yeah, but if you start, but if you worried about the L and all of that, sometimes that shit don't matter, man. Oh, no, sometimes you do man. better to leave that shit off. I mean, you already got it. I leave well enough alone. You've already made the transfer. You still fine? Oh. Yeah. So when I do like, if I was to do something like the Express Trust, I could just go ahead and uh, do it like what I got without the L or the Bay on there and just go ahead and run it. Because it is. It's about being linked with the uh, with the uh, birth certificate and all that. Because all that's on the uh, UCC. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to make sure everything go through with that, you know, correctly. Let's, let's, let's be real specific, bro. L or Bay does not designate whether it's going to be a foreign trust or not. Or even if it's going to be um, a, a, a trust that sits outside the United States in any manner. It don't designate that. Right? L or Bay is your lineage. So you're just honoring your ancestors by doing that. I know. That's what I was saying. I was uh, thinking about just going to get a uh, Never 9 8 and just uh, redoing it over, like you were saying. Switching those elections yeah, over. Before, with the, uh, yeah, but for what, though? Huh? For what? I said, yeah, but for oh. what? You've already done it. Oh, so it's straight without the L. It ain't no, but y'all was just trying to honor the ancestors, you know? I thought it was significant. I feel. Of course it is, but but what I'm trying to tell you is that you can you can change the name of the trust at any point in time. Oh, okay. No, I ain't do the trust yet, but it's just that I had did it back in the days, and I was looking, I was like, oh, I forgot the L. I thought it was significant, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That, that's all I was Okay. It's only, well, I mean, I it's only significant when we're talking about nationality in the sense of of you. But the, the trust yeah, could but, be the trust could be called anything. It could be called Blue Street Trust, Express Trust. But it could still be a more trust. It's still a more trust. It could still be that. Remember, bro. They decide trust by what you write in the trust, in the instrument itself. Oh, okay. So the instrument would be the indenture and not the declaration. That's two different documents, right? The indenture and the declaration are definitely two different documents. So the declaration right. okay. is what the, is what declares the trust, and then the, decla- the indenture is like all the shit that sits in it. Okay, no doubt. Yeah. Now, there's some good stuff that you've been rocking, though, for real, though. But, yeah, I thought I had to switch that that thing over. Yeah, man, this is, man, this is really some good stuff. (laughs) You know? It's eye-opening. It really is. It's eye-opening, bro. But we're going to make some new ground with this information. You know, a lot of people going to figure out a lot of shit. Niggas going to get their remedies. Nigga, we're going to get that remedy. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, yeah. So I'll just probably, you know. I think you're all right, though. I think you're all right. Okay. I, I, right. I keep shit as it is, man. Sometimes you don't want to rock the boat. What you may want to do is find out how you can go in and change the name of your trust or, or, or make an addition to the to the entity you already have, which I'm sure is an INA. 
Oh, okay. No, I had uh did a little thing where they had sent to the uh, IRS. I told them I wanted to uh, make that addition. They told me four to six weeks, and I was just like, you know, I'll just be trying to be on it, well, checking in there. Yeah, well, that 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 may be a lot easier than than going and doing a whole nother number and then doing a whole transfer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easy. Take the path of least resistance. Yeah, you're right. You know. Yeah, man. Great show, my G. Well, as always, but uh, you know, man, yeah, I definitely. Uh, good to hear your voice. Yeah, good. Yeah, man, that's good. And I'm doing a lot better. Uh, like I uh, went to tell Jonah, uh, wonderful, magnificent, and great. <laughs> and um, what yeah, else? Yeah, I got to well, It's good I, to be heard. <laughs> yeah, <no> doubt. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, you know, um, shucks. What was I going to say? I'm tripping right now. No, yeah, I got them Jones. I got them Jones. Yeah, I got them. <laughs> and he's straight, too, though. He right. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. No doubt. Good. Well, if you, if you, if you need but, help, bro, you know, you know where we at. Reach out to me. You already know. I appreciate you, bro. I sure will, too, though. Sure will. <laughs> hey, bro. No doubt. No doubt. Peace to the God. All right, bro. No Keep doubt. your head up, man. Peace to the God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's go to two four zero three five three. What up? Two four zero three five three. You there? Peace, peace. What's going on, God? It's all good, God. Man, I got I had you on the uh, Bluetooth uh, here doing some work, but uh, I appreciate this topic today. It's been on. I just got like been on my spirit, and uh, boom. It popped up. Hey, I was checking out the archives uh, the last two nights, a couple of days. I'm having the joint running. Brother just called the last call you just mentioned. Uh, he, um, you mentioned going back in on the, back in the archives, running by about the 8832 and stuff like that. You got to go in the archives. So much, man. You give, you give, you give, you give, you Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no doubt about that. And I ain't, and we ain't yeah. making no money out of them all guys. All that shit's free up there for me. So right. go run and tell that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean Um, but I simplify this uh this topic with the uh with the major with the major uh uh foreign trust indenture that we all should be familiar with at this point, especially if you're getting in this information. Mm-hmm. It's the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ain't it <laughs> like, I mean, and that's why I was telling the bro about the IRS code. That's their trusting this. Constitution exactly. Exactly. And that Constitution, I ain't gonna lie, um, I did the uh, the SPC process back in 17 and got up with a brother, and uh, he actually made a trust indenture for me. I never went forward with okay. it. However, I utilized the template, and I just reviewed it. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God. <laughs> this joint literally laying down the breakdown of of uh the uh, Everything, basically huh? from the top down exactly. It lays down the, the format, who's who's the players in the game, what is their roles in it, um uh your authority. <laughs> um now that's just, uh, right? because you, you didn't know what to do with that shit when you first got it. Now right. now it's coming full circle for you. Makes sense on exactly. why on why he even had it, but he didn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But, but yeah, uh, I, know, I know exactly what you're saying. I was there too. Hmm? Bro, like, but I'm I'm saying in regards to like this here, like um. Like it's real simple. Like uh, I, I'm just going back to the archives. How y'all be playing the um, the clips of uh, uh, what's it, Dan Penner and all those clips? It's a motherfucking script. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. Like uh, as yeah, you, well, as you, you stick to the script. Don't yeah. try to change it. As as you breaking it down, as you breaking it down, as, as far as uh. You breaking it down based upon the statutory side of matters uh, in this system. Um, uh, I'm coming to the conclusion uh, in regards to even creating a trust. Um, we can even put provisions on the IRS on that on their amount of taxation that they can place upon us. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? You know, now, now you're thinking. Exactly, because you again, you're foreign. How 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 are you domestic determining my matters over here and my foreign affairs? That's that's called uh, yeah. invasion of privacy. That's right. Not only is it invasion of privacy, you you're violating trust law because you're interfering with trust business. And, and it's international law. Uh, yes, it all is. types of it's, it's so many it's so many uh it's so many uh Ooh. type of ways you can deal with it. You and just, um, you just touched on something. You just touched on something right there, right? Because you know what. Right. Um, Human rights for indigenous people. Say that again. That's it. The human rights for indigenous peoples. Declaration My of human rights for indigenous peoples. My man. And the and the beautiful part about that is when we create our trust, like literally you people need to we need to recognize that just like the constitution, um, the creators uh input language that is pretty much predicated towards their well-being and their um, upbringings and their lifestyle and their customs, i.e. Mm-hmm. Uh, Islam, our self-law and master, mm-hmm. or you want to utilize the, the uh, ecclesiastical law, or if hell, if you want to just utilize nature, and if you and if it's, and if you uh, uh, stand behind that, and um, and more more importantly, if you stand behind that, it's based upon like. From the domestic side of the perspective, how they uh, recognize us is based upon our contacts. I mean, my, our conduct and contacts. We're pretty much we we can we safeguard we can safeguard our own selves, contrary to any type of uh, uh, whatever they want, whatever outsider want to think. Because your conduct and your determines it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I um, agree. This is, this is the whole reason why I read the minimum contact thing. Because it's all about your contact, your, your, your trustees contact with the trust, your, uh, your U.S. persons that you use, all of that shit to contact. You got to be real careful with that. Right. Let me ask you this. Um, even if, say, for instance, let's just say you, uh, uh, again, a foreign, you want to utilize a foreign, um, a foreign uh, trust. You just mentioned that uh, the foreign trust, according to the code, could uh, accept the U.S. person, right? Right. So technically, you can utilize the fiduciary duties of the so-called domestic IRS or any so-called domestic uh, uh, third party that wants to have a part to play in it, and you can create them as a uh, as a trustee. Yeah. So, so the, the funny part about it is, remember it said that if a trustee, like let's say a trustee, 
is a U.S. person, and then they go hire a financial person to do the job for them, right? The financial person is not liable. The trustee becomes liable. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Right. But it's really um it's really uh, unnecessary convolution for real 'cause uh, uh the just like I mentioned before, the, the, the constitution is the is the is the is really the uh, reflectionary trust that we can kinda uh duplicate our trust upon and just fit it and fit yep. it to our yeah, yeah, to our yeah, own needs. Go take a look at the Great Law of Peace, right? Um, yeah. From the Iroquois Confederacy. Because mm-hmm. that's where we styled the Constitution from, right? Um, and that was our ancestors' trust and venture and declaration of trust. Right. Great Law of Peace. Right. right. And um, my take upon that is that was created without the. Uh, the utilization or the, I'd rather say the invasion of these agencies and department heads and stuff like that. Uh, it was, like you said, it was based upon the, in my opinion, it's based upon the law of nature and the law of uh, mankind coexisting law. with one another. Exactly. You know what yeah, I'm saying? How more, how, based on how, law. Right. I was going, I, and this my thing, right? So I'm kind of testing out something I want to deal with, right? So, in order to really to be private, you just mentioned about registration, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The utilization of uh, registered mail, I think, plays a critical part in that. As far as the registration of yes, uh, the registration of uh, your your documents, uh, whether we whether we, I was listening to a show where you was talking about the poor man's copyright. Whether you copyright it to yourself, uh-huh. that registration mm-hmm. number has just has just you just created a private international. You you can create a private international. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was reading that last night. You're 100 percent right. That's exactly what that oh. is. Anytime you um, get a, a registered mail number, uh, you you actually can use that number with the trust and set off if you're doing proper set off. What niggas call set off. It, that's that's the that's the part. I ain't gonna lie, Jay. Jay, I'm actually trying to um, work on doing that because I'm I'm utilizing so many sources, brothers such as yourself and a lot of people. And it's like, um, don't don't complicate it. Just literally simplify it and just make sense of it all. Because it, if it makes sense, mm-hmm. then why not move forward with it? You understand? Like um, exactly, exactly. Just do it in trust. That when you do it, you, you see what I'm saying? Just, that's the only thing. I ask is, is do it in trust because then it works better for you. You protect it. The trust can then do shit like that. So, so all right. Before I get off of this world, right, everybody. So you telling me this, right? So, say for instance, I reach out to because I'm I'm contemplating creating a um, create calling contacting to get a nine eight for um, religious purposes tomorrow. So you okay. telling me if I if I create a a, a trust indenture and utilize the registration number and mail it to myself, I can in turn use that registration number to get a nine eight number potentially. You know, why would you use that registration number to get nine eight? That's my question. When you could just call and get one. That registration right. number 
it's technically used for set off. So when I say set off, you, you use that for discharge. Okay, respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. I, I probably would use it in the sense of trying to acquire a nine eight because it's not necessary to acquire a nine eight. That 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 mm-hmm. that registered mail number is used to show that something was sent private. Uh, it can be used in court. Um, it's used with entities to let them know that things are coming private, and then it creates it creates a it creates a tracking, if you will. So it, it almost creates like a it's like a bond. Let's just put it like that. It creates a bond. Right. All right. That's good. Yeah, I was literally just mm-hmm. uh, dialoguing, running that process by my my, my uh, like fellow brother. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 getting there. I'm, yeah, I'm seeking, man. I'm seeking, and 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 I love again. I love the fact that uh, you guys are constantly repeating yourself, bro. The script don't change, bro. The script do not change. And we got drop. What the hell's going on? Y'all dropping niggas from my show tonight? What the hell is going on? Three one three five nine zero. What up? Hotel. 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 What's up, my brother? Nah, man. It's all good. We just over here building. Yeah. Every time we start building with a brother, they get dropped. I yeah, shoot. I got dropped earlier on. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't want on that quarter deal, <laughs> and I just get dropped. So after being an hour on, I just got dropped, bro. It be like that, yeah, man. I'm good. Just, Welcome to the show. It's your brother Trini in the Detroit Republic, man. Just mm-hmm. trying to get with you in the private, you hit me man. after the show, Trini. Yeah, hit me after the show, Trini. I will, bro. But, uh, you know, I'm a sophomore. Y'all got me in the uh, seniors, masters level and shit. I'm listening. <laughs> but I was following the script. Trying to tell you, bro, I need to get with you in the private. Uh, then uncovered some shit. I then got in the Constitution like y'all instructed. They've been doing shit for years here. So just get with me. I want to get with you in the private. I need to know how to move, bro. I'm ready to pull the trigger. You call that to the show. <laughs> or you call me either one. Uh, yeah, I want to do but, Yeah, but, I want to yeah, do some commerce. Place with me. I get know, some shit done, I, I, bro. I know you be on that plantation. <laughs> Yeah, this Sunday is the day off, bro. I gotta get with you today, so we can we can give me a game plan. I'm ready to do commerce, but I got big right, commerce. No doubt. However, you want to do it, man. That's, <laughs> y'all got, bro. I don't. You, I listen. I see all this shit. You know, we playing chess. They're trying to play we chess. Playing chess. So, but I, right, but, I ain't trying to be here. That's why I was in the off, archives. Right? right, I told you I was in the archives, man. So. I had such and stuff set up, and then they came at me. So I, I, I did. I followed the instruction. I followed the script, and I broke down some shit, bro, that they've been doing for years, bro. We got, we got, we got millions on the table because they're gonna want to keep us quiet. That's all I gotta say. I ain't trying to put it in the public. Trying to get oh, with you in the private. True. This is true. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. I, yeah, bro. I tell you what, like I it's said, about hit, commerce. Hit, hit, hit me after I'm trying to do some, we'll talk. I, I know yeah, I need some direction, <laughs> and it's about some commerce, bro. That's, that's what I say. More money. Like I said, love you guys. No, no. homo. Thank I'm you, not bro. at this level yet. I got my 98. No, I got my estate. I got, you know what I'm saying? And trying to do my other step. I came up on some stuff, bro. 
and I, I just don't want to start. How you say? I just want to start pulling the trigger blind. So I always say get that consultation. But I'm ready to get the consultation. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not with that trigger blind. But not right, I want right. Do I need the ultimate bundle or do I need A B C D? I'm bro.
uh, get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Yeah, bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pimpin' I do the talking, you do the listen Block is just clicking, pockets is different And I just had no pots to piss in How you high, but your pockets over Game over when I say it's over Pull it over, pull it over Bad bitch in the Range Rover I might be all my sneakers Just came from Costa Rica You posted this fucker, why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her On the check, spell my name right Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight The plug gave me extra bricks Cause he know that I can't write You can't bring around a wrist life They start stealing when they next to shit 40 Glock got an extra clip in the bed with an extra bitch. It's just a view, it's just a view. The sky ain't the limit to me. Always looking over my shoulder before I get into my veins. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Stay rich, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, bottom line. Chain watches, they all bright, but I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Came to win, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun, I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I ain't have shit, but I made it work After we fuck, I made a twerk Open the trap in January, shit got ready on May the 1st Came through his block in a Hellcat I am the shit that you smell at See, I am the shit that you smell at The street screaming, I'll rail back Bring me some salmon after the sushi This is the preview, here come the movie Open the law, continue to bless me But I don't be wearing no kofi My body different, baby Here end up missing Baby, we starting these cars, we starting these cars, no keys in the ignition, baby. They dragging my name through the mud. They saying that I'm money hungry, I'm money hungry, but I came for the love. Plus, I came with some thugs. I'm on the boat drinking my ties. How do I buy? I fly by. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, but I gotta die uh, fly. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Stay rich, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, bottom line. Chain watches, they all bright, but I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Came to win, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, yeah. Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. Bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. All right, we back, we back. Quick break, it's a quick break. Make sure you go to naturalsherbs.com. All right, we got a we got a whole new system up there. So go up there and check it out. Naturals with herbs.com. You have some trouble finding it, go to makemorecommerce.com and you'll be able to get right to it. All right. All right, let's go back to the call lines. Let's go to uh three one oh four oh three. You on the bottom line. What's going on? Yeah, what up, peace, Joey. What up, peace to the God. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, shout out to the uh brother a couple calls ago he got disconnected. He sounded like he was from Maryland too, man. So just wanted to tell him hop on uh hop on your forum. We got that Maryland uh Got that Maryland thread in there, yeah. on the forum, so you know, no doubt. Make sure you go to make dot com. Get on the forum, sign up. If, if your state ain't on the forum, create a forum for your state so y'all can start politicking with each other, man. Because that's what's up. I see y'all was doing that in Maryland. I like that. Big up to y'all for doing that. 
Yeah, yeah. It's trying to nail it down, man. We we, uh, we figured out the place that you're supposed to go for it, and now uh, me personally, I'm just looking through all the code and everything, trying to you know, it's just not real clear cut on on the exact name that you want to call it and all that. And I know you were talking about the common law trust earlier today. Um, so it, it's you know, it's just it, you know, just trying to go through and make sure we got it down. Uh, with the right name. So, um, All right, at least y'all working on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, uh, you know, I know Jonah in Georgia. I know they had Express Trust. What did uh, what did it end up being in in Kansas? Is that something you could talk about, or like was it called Express, Express Trust, Trust there too? It's, yeah, it's called oh, Express. Okay. Trust. Well, I'm in, I'm on the Missouri side. Um, but even in can even in Kansas, it's called Express Trust. In Missouri, it's called Express Trust. When you register it, they call it a private Express Trust. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. And that Express Trust language is nowhere nowhere to be found so far in Maryland. But uh, we got sure a couple of not. Things they do uh, business yeah. trust out there, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 They got they got business, but under under business, then they got like common law, and they got Massachusetts. Um, so you know, they got it like that. Well, there it is. Your Massachusetts yeah. business trust. That's that's that's, that's what yeah. you want to uh, organize and put together. Is your your Massachusetts business trust. Got you, got you. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, well, I'm gonna say that's that's what we were leaning leaning towards. But uh, I'm just trying to research it more, understand that a little bit better. It, it's that whole thing about it being a business trust that was kind of just giving me a little hesitation. Um, when dealing with it, and they they kind of convolute things out here when they talk about business trust, they talk about statutory trust, and everything. You know, they they talk about everything, but but like what you said with the other dude is like they're not gonna mention the trust that you want. They barely gonna mention it if at all. They're gonna barely you know. talk about it. Yeah. So so yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll read the definition to you here. So the Massachusetts Business Trust is a legal trust set up for the purposes of business, but not necessarily one that's operated in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. It may also be referred to right. as an unincorporated business organization. Business trust may be established yeah. under the laws of other U.S. states. So, you know, it's set up to mitigate taxes, which means that it's set up um, to essentially, you know, have uh, tax avoidance. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I think no, you that want makes, to write that. Yeah. You definitely want to write Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. This is, this is, this I'm, I'm, you know, I'm almost, 90, I'm probably like 90, 95% sure we we figured it out. You know, it's kind of what I'll say. You want to make sure there's all the different little twists and loopholes they got out here. But, yeah, yeah, I think we're on the right path for sure. It's a lot of, it's a lot of loopholes. But they're not gonna they're not gonna just give it to you. So it's gonna take a little work. But once you figure it out, dude, you know it. And then the process is perfected. And now we can help other people. Yep. And then just figuring out the uh you, you brought up some interesting stuff about the the position, you know, having the uh you know, switching up the, the trustees and everything like that. That I That's, never even yep. thought about that, man. You brought a whole new Whole new, yeah, it's uh, a whole nother element to the game. Right? Switch it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. 
Yeah. I, 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 I firmly believe that the trust operates how you want it to. So, you know, you if you want to switch the trustee up every week, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Now, what about if you... Like, you know, say you come in and uh, you set it up to where you, you're the grantor and you're a trustee, but, like, you got two, like, you got a second trustee, too. Um, could you do something where you like, a constant trustee and then you always switch up to the second trustee or something to that effect? Or Being a co-trustee. Yeah. yeah, you can, but remember, I, I, you, can, you can make yourself a co-trustee, right? And then you can have a main trustee, and that person can be foreign. Right, but you just don't want to. You don't want to be the only one that's connected to everything. Like you, you know, you got to separate that at some point. Right. Yeah. 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 And then when you say foreign, I mean that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So like somebody that that went and did their passport process that you know declared that they're not a U.S. citizen in that aspect. Is that somebody that could be considered? foreign as a trustee if they you know making moves and they're using their passport or that's, that's absolutely, absolutely. why talking? because they why, yes yes because they, they've done okay. expatriation and renunciation they've come about the system so so essentially that's not that's not a u.s person anymore so they can be okay. considered foreign gotcha and remember remember uh, this too the irs gives a foreign trust 12 months so you had a domestic trustee. They give you twelve months to go back and fix it. Yeah, yeah, peep that. That was like, damn, that's kind of yeah. Everything set up for your benefit, really. So you, yeah, you can well, always so go why, back and why, 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 why everybody hates? Yeah, why everybody was hating Trump? People were people not realizing, man. You know, I mean, this dude operates in trust. So you know, the laws are a lot more lenient right now. For foreign yeah, yeah automatically that forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. Things roll a lot smoother if you if you rolling if you moving the right way. Okay, I feel you. You know, I, I just like like I told y'all in the beginning, bro. I'm, I'm the type of guy where I gotta go look at the fucking codes and the laws because. I can't go off what nobody tells me, bro. I gotta go look at this shit for myself. I got to. I gotta see it in black and white. That's why I give y'all the code. So y'all know for yourselves too. Ain't nobody tell you nothing different. Ain't nobody tell you it's a scam. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. Even if even if I get the answer, I still gotta go reverse engineer it. I can't just Damn can't right. Just I'm gonna get good it. info and yeah. bad info. I'm gonna go research that shit. Yeah. You know? So that's how I look at it bro. But all um, right, I appreciate you calling, that, God. I'm gonna keep it moving. All right, we got a lot of people on the line it, tonight. Thank you, bro. All right, yeah, no doubt. Are you about to say something? All right. Oh no, uh, I was gonna ask real quick. As far as you being a um, you being a trustee or a co-trustee like that, like you said, not connecting yourself to everything, is that something that? That's advisable. Are you are you setting yourself up for more, more traps doing that? Is that is that something that should be able to be, I guess, navigated smoothly? Like you, you should be able to be a co-trustee or a trustee, and not really have too much problems as long as you're not a beneficiary. 
Yeah, well, here's here's, here's what I tell you. Go back and look at the at the two tests that we that we looked at tonight. The the court test, right, which, which is which is the test to, to determine whether or not they have the jurisdiction to operate over your trust, right? Which is, I mean, that, that's probably you know it's the most important one. And then there's the control test, right? So then the control test goes into all of the what they call substantial decisions um, that a person acting in a fiduciary capacity is authorized to make. So you got shit like distributions, selected beneficiaries, uh, the power to determine uh, receipts, the power to terminate the trust. Right. So so that would be like the settler, right? So. Uh, then yep. they have the power to, to compromise, arbitrate, abandon claims of the trust and decide whether to sue on behalf uh, or defend the trust. The power to remove or add or replace the trustee. Uh, the power to appoint a successor trustee. And the power to make investment decisions. So you got to go through the, co- the control test and the court test when you're thinking about how, how you're setting things up to make sure that you effectively are not connecting your trustee with that. You got to protect your trustee. That's the whole point of having it. Okay. You got to protect. Yeah, your yeah. I re- okay. Uh, yeah, I wrote those down. We're gonna take those back to the lab and dissect them. So, uh, okay. Good. Come, come back and let me know what you find. You might find more shit than All I. Right. You know. But I'm certainly right, cer- open to, to, to you know. This is why I give out the info because you know somebody's gonna take it. And go one step further than what I might have went, and that's completely okay. We all learning here, so you know, as long as the info exactly. is available, you know. And you got a little team over there, so I know y'all gonna break this shit down real nicely. Come back and holler at me, you know. Maybe you find something that that could help us as well. Yeah, no doubt. No so, doubt. I appreciate you. Man. All right, man. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, no doubt. Peace to God. Peace. All right, 813-431. You're on the line. What up? Peace to the God, Joey. How you doing, bro? Peace to the God. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Um, so so you saying we should have foreign and domestic trustees depending on their job, you know, pretty much. And, and the more foreign yeah. stuff we put in our declaration, the more foreign we stay. Correct. Am I, yeah, am I hearing this right? Yeah, you're yeah, hearing this right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. Yep. That's correct. Because yeah. I'm going over your um, declaration that you have. I'm looking at it as you were speaking. I was like, so I'm looking at the jobs for each trustee. I was like, so you, you know, probably should have foreign trustees for certain jobs, domestic trustees for certain jobs. But I'm still, Look, it's, it's, it's to the point where I'm probably going to go in and, and amend some shit in my own declaration. You hear? <laughs> and do an amendment. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. Like, like the declaration so you, itself is good, but it's only a template. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. That's what I was kind of saying. So we need to, before we file this, register this, we need to be kind of concrete on what we, how we want to express this trust. You know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. 100%. You better be concrete on how you want to express the trust. On the covenant, we trying to go. Tell you that. 
You, exactly. Exactly. On the covenants we're going under, under, under whatever documents we're going under. Because I was looking at your other document too, with the, mm-hmm. the um, organization that, that my, mentioned it. Oh my! Oh my! Indenture. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I use that specifically to, to create my tribe. That's how, that's yeah, how everybody yeah. gets, gets the nationality certificate. You know, that all this yeah. is done under tribal law. Yeah, I'm, looking, tribal I'm looking at them. So, so that's what I'm saying. As we're expressing ourselves, we need to make sure that we got all the right documents. Or like you say, you're going to be amend, you're gonna be doing an amendment to your trust to add more to it. So we're trying to yeah, express you need an it. We're going to keep on adding to it. Yeah, the more we... The more we learn, I mean, but every time you amend it, that is that another way of saying you have to register more to it? So you got to pay a registration fee every yeah. time you want to amend. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I, was, I was so every time, every time you do an amendment to your trust, you go down and file it, file that into the trust. Is, uh, you getting expensive, bro? It can get expensive. That's that. Yeah, it do. So it sound like I'm trying to express myself at least to the. To the best of my knowledge, at this point, you know, at the point I'm at, so. All yeah, well, if you look at that adventure I gave you, man, that adventure got so much shit in it. It covered everything. It even covered man, the intellectual it. property. It does it, man. I was just looking at it again. I was like, man, I was like, I ain't get it at first, like the brother said. You know, you have shit, you don't never get rid of it. Cause I got something. Yeah, like you don't really know what said. the fuck it is. Now, now you understand why why you got that adventure. Exactly, man. I got like a fifty-five page trust indenture somebody gave me. I was like, "What the fuck is this, man?" Somebody gave me a long time ago. So now for the, <laughs> I don't even know if now I still want to read it. But damn, bro, that's a lot of reading, man. So yeah, man. Yeah, well now Hell you see yeah. it though. You know, it's very yeah. straightforward, Hell man. Yeah. Uh, that 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 trust indenture, and you can add shit to it. You're supposed to. You're supposed to add as much shit to it as you can. Exactly. That's that, I, that's what I'm trying to get clear. You know, I, I'm trying to get some um, some documents from you too, man. You ain't got, quite got everything posted. I know you say you got other stuff. You probably have to contact you. But is that? Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. So, some of my documents, some, some of my documents, I've taken off some of them. Um, they're just not available. Some stuff you got to ask for. You know, because I'm I'm trying to create more of an organization. On the site, so if there's something you need, just let me know, and I'll let you know what you know what it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I want to get that so I can express myself properly. I want to make sure I get a few things. But yeah, oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. I, absolutely. Just, I got you. Not a problem. I'm just kind of that that tax stuff, man. So we, like the brother was saying, a lot of that stuff don't apply to the way we already kind of set up, you know, because we already kind of set up as a foreign. Grant to our trust already. Yeah, my, well, my a, a lot, a lot of that shit. Uh, see, here's the thing, right? It's not whether or not it applies to the trust now. It's whether it applies to the trust at a certain point where right. if, they, if they try to pierce you, so if yeah. they try to pierce your trust, you have to. What I want you to do is sit down and look at your trust, and then weigh your trust against what they say allows them to pierce you, and then you ask yourself, okay. Am I operating under this? Am I operating under this? Am I operating under this? That will allow you to, to, to kind of see the difference between how you're operating and how the trust is operating versus how the, the IRS looks at that. We don't, we don't want to get confused here. 
Yeah, that's why I was kind of confused. But then it comes back around to like it depends on what position your foreign or domestic trustee is handling. Correct. I will come back around to that. Mm-hmm. Say, say you had a, a foreign trustee dealing with um, uh, the banking institution. I mean, so how would that connect them to the IRS if he's foreign already? It doesn't. It doesn't. So, you it know. doesn't. But this is also what I was reading earlier. Before the IRS passed the new law, a long time ago, a lot of people would hesitate on having a trustee go set up a bank account, whether they were domestic or foreign, because they would try to move the bank account to a foreign jurisdiction or a domestic jurisdiction. But now, the way they've written the law, it's okay to have a trustee go in and do that. That's why you have an authorized representative. Okay, he's protected already. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to go do- protect the trustee at all okay. costs. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I was, I, I'm still a little confused, but I, I, I figured out. Uh, I got a couple, no doubt, repeats on this show. But yeah, man, I'm just tuning in, man. I, I appreciate it, man. You know, I love class. Thank you for having it, man. Love Thank you, God. Be in contact. Be in contact soon, Joey. Peace. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon, God. Peace to God. Peace. All right. Uh, let's see here. We're gonna, we're gonna do a something a little different. I'm gonna skip around just a little bit. Let's 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 go down to nine one zero three zero five. What up? Hey, peace to the God, son. Peace to the God. What's going on? Oh yeah, man. I'm just listening to you on God. You know, just taking in the information, man. Good. Yes, sir. And uh, that is that express trust, man. Uh, that shit is more powerful than anything else out here. As far as like um like. You put everything in the express trust because you're expressing the trust. And a lot of cats, they, they talking that, oh, it don't work and it's a scam. That's a damn lie because they ain't really, ain't really, really, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. They ain't studying. That's what I'm saying. And they just, uh, they just, uh, they just run their fucking mouth, bro. That's what I'm saying, God. So you know what it is, G. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Uh, but, but that's why we got to set the record straight. Yeah. And bro, and, and you know what? Like I think, yeah. No, I said you know we got something to record for all that yip yapping. Yeah, I know. That's facts, G. And like you know, like the like 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 you say, like the leader of leaders, man. Like this shit just ain't no, this ain't no toy and games out here, man. Like the knowledge that y'all be dropping because it's, because um, I mean like is. It, it's common sense, man. The shit is real. Reality. I don't hang out with y'all niggas, man. So y'all already know what time it is. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Joy? Yes, sir. So like, yes, sir. You know. So fuck what a nigga. Fuck, fuck what a nigga talking about. And like, I mean, I I can I I can I pull people cars, man. But really, quiet is kept. Like, <laughs> if we trying to help you. Like Jonah said the other day. Like, hey, listen. He was like, oh, hey, I don't care what you in. You you can believe whatever you want to believe. You can be in this more science temple. You can be on any type of um conscious community. But I'm trying to help y'all niggas, man, to get free, man. Straight up, man. That, that's been our mission from day one, man. These other niggas, yeah, they be on some bullshit. They on the bullshit. Niggas don't want bullshit. Niggas want to get free, make money, feed their family, and enjoy their life. Exactly. And look, these niggas, yeah, these niggas like the injunction. The injunction is the shit. Like, if you don't believe me, like Joey, like niggas, this shit so real. But I just went down to um, New York City. You know what I'm saying? Um, I went down there to the ABC. Got it authenticated. On the county and state level, so like, 
I'm moving in this shit, but I've been around traveling with y'all niggas for a minute, and I'm just like implementing the shit, and like this energy that's going on, this 2020 energy that's going on, and shit, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. it's just like the ancestors mm-hmm. is, is just walking with us. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you know, yesterday was a, um, a, a leap day, so we're in a leap year, my nigga. Hey, you know, look, listen, so, hey, Joey, like, hey, Joey, happening. hey, you know what happened yesterday? What's up? I made a, pro- I made a proposal yesterday, man, I, uh, proposed to my woman, man, and she, um, she said yes, bro. Oh, congratulations, bro. Yeah, peace to the God, man, you know what I'm saying? Peace to the God, man, yeah. what's up, bro? Many, many years of happiness to y'all. Yeah, man, I was nervous as shit, but you know the ancestors was walking with us, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't nothing about, ain't, ain't nothing about being nervous, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, cause you know Coming like, and look, look, and, and look, bro, like, what's crazy? Like, I was just on, I was, we went to Lowe's, like the Lowe's Home Improvement Store, and right after that, I happened to walk across the aisle and I seen my mother's um, name. My mother's been passed away like 30 years. So I'm like, I'm like, wow. I showed it to her. I'm like, look, the answer, she was the angels around us. You know what I'm saying? That's a sign for you, bro. That's a sign, God. So you know, like with that being said, man, you know we gonna link up, man. Um, um, I'm make no more commerce, man. Make more credit, God. It's Lord Rich. You know what it is, bro. Peace, huh? Yes, I do. Peace, God. Thank you, bro. Congratulations peace, God. to you too. Hey, your too, man. And the whole network. Thank you, bro. Peace. All right, peace, God. That's what's up, man. It's always great to hear shit like that. All right, we'll take a couple more before we get out of here. Three, three, six, seven, two, two. What up? Peace to the God. Peace to the God. I'm about to tell. I'm about to tell. Tell Mama on you that you scuff your church shoes, Joey, because you about to give me a <laughs> headache with this stuff tonight. <laughs> now you some you some foreign trustee. Control court test, control test. Golly, let me tell you something. Now, let no, I right, answer me this. You got uh, in your Missouri code, you got section four fifty six that ten that ten thirteen. In Georgia, it's fifty three that twelve that two eighty. And in North Carolina, where I'm at, it's thirty six C ten that ten thirteen. All they're talking about the certification of the trust. Now. The certification of the trust. Yeah, I've been. I've been. That's why my head hurts. So, so let me. So, so, so let me run this with you, cause you know this certification of trust thing, and the requirements in this certification of trust, asking for taxpayer identification number, all other kind of shit. So that says, I would suspect if I comply with all this, this would be statutory. I have myself yeah, I, I a statutory that, I certification. There it is. That's what I wanted to hear. I don't think you that. That's in it. other words, so not neither did Donald. Private. It was registered private. Right. See? So so what I'm finding out then is a lot of this information is convoluted. Right. It's yeah, sort well, of mixing yeah, yeah, the private true. with the public in there, ain't it? In your laws, yeah, yeah, it is. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But so, in other words, to comply with everything is asking for, you mm-hmm. can mess around and create yourself a daggone statutory trust, couldn't you? Oh yeah, you could if you're not careful. 
if you're not, right. if, if you're not very careful about what you're doing, you will set up a statutory trust if you're not looking at the laws. Now, it's funny because you bring up the code of Missouri, right? The code of Missouri mm-hmm. is very – it goes into express trust. They got a whole code on express trust. And then they got all these other codes right. and all these other trusts. Some of these places mm-hmm. have the express trust code mixed in with the other trust codes, and they only mention it like once or twice. Right, right. And see, it takes a special talent to be able to read that and then discern whether or not they are actually roping you into a statutory trust. Yeah, what, really. or, 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 or what to really discern whether or not some of this stuff even apply to a common law trust. See? Mm-hmm. I agree. So, I, yeah, yeah. So I think it's really important that, uh, you know, the, the, the listeners really check that out because. Uh, under certification of trust and them requirements, if you do everything that that is requiring you to do and listing out everything it's saying, well then just chalk it up to creating yourself a statutory trust. I don't care how you look at mm-hmm. it; it damn sure won't be mm-hmm. a common law. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's funny because when I when I read the code, right, in my search for mm-hmm. certification, it was very clear. It says it, it says the trustee of the trust registers the situs. Right with the program, right. it didn't ask for a mm-hmm. it didn't ask for none of that shit. Right, see, see. Now in North Carolina, yeah. cause some people said it was mm-hmm. hard to crack. You know what I mean? But in North Carolina, go down to Section J, and it'll tell you where to register your uh your declaration of trust. And I think it's important that the callers consider that the certification of trust and the declaration of trust are synonymous. So they don't get it confused. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And and, and that's also known as the CITES. Okay. CITES, yes, certification, all the same. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. after, so everything teach after me that this. becomes what they call trustworthy. Okay. So teach me this, and then I'm going to get off because it's about time for my tea, and I go to bed at 11, 11 o'clock because <laughs> I'm older now. That's just where it is. Now look right here. Declaration versus trust indenture. <laughs> now, on your website, you got one hell of a trust indenture right there. You really do. This is true. All right. But now, on Jonah's part two, he shows you a simple trust declaration. All right. So mm-hmm. I can see that there's mm-hmm. clearly a difference between the two documents. This Are you true. telling me that that I can put the declaration, um, register that, but keep that trust indenture to the private? You can, or you can take that trust in Dick. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, depending on whether or not they make your information available for people to see, which sometimes they don't. In my case, they didn't. Uh, you can just okay. keep that shit file and file it on the record, right? Or or you can just do trust minutes to, to say, hey, there's an indenture. So so then if they want, you know, they want the trustee to ever come in and speak about it. It's under it's under the actual minutes of the trust um, that there's a, a pay schedule, a fee schedule. So they gotta pay you to right. discuss the ending. Right. So yeah. I like teasing them. I like putting in the trust, the declaration of trust, and let them know that there's an indenture out there, and then see if they'll pay me millions of dollars just to see the indenture if they want to fuck with it. I mean, and the question is, is will they? Probably not. Most likely they won't. They'll go, they'll go I, away I, before they I, pay I, you I, all that money. 
I know they will. They don't play right no way. Let me ask you a couple more questions. That last first mm-hmm. middle name, I always thought that from your teachings, it seems to be as though it's different than the first middle last, meaning that I could really well, make well, it's, that's all. That's a mistake. That's a, that, that's, what, that's what Jonah refers to as a creditor. Right. Okay. Okay. So then is it is it plausible that I can make the last middle first a trust protector and then make the first middle last a trustee or no? <laughs> what you're asking is... Speak to me. I'm telling state. mama. So you speak to me. I'm telling mama yeah, about you. Yeah, what you're asking... So what you're asking is can, can in the state... Be a be a trustee or a trust protector, mm-hmm. and or really can an estate be the trust protector for the trustee, which is your straw man. Now, do I, mm-hmm. I don't personally see anything wrong with that if somebody else is administrating the estate, aside from yourself. Right. It can, okay. It can get a because they that. are two different people, aren't they? Though, aren't they two different people? Well, well is one even a person? Well, that's true. One is that's true. I get what you're saying. The other one is the the other one is a straw man. Everything else is a natural person. Mmm. Mmm. Touche. You are such a wonderful teacher. Well, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. Put something in the collection plate for me. (laughs) Let the church say amen. Then. Now I want that shit that phone, (laughs) not jingle, nigga. That's right. I got some stuff jingling in my pocket right now, but I want some folding stuff. Y'all get that money up. <laughs> no doubt about it. Peace to the God. Yo, peace, peace to, to the, the God. God, bro. Thank you. Thank you, God. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Alright. Uh two five three four seven six. What up? Yeah, peace to the God, Joy. Great show. What's up, bro? Thank you, brother. Peace to the God. Yeah, one of the brothers that was on a little bit earlier, he was speaking about he wanted to get his 98 number because he wanted to have his spiritual name on the uh-huh. on the trust, and that you was explaining mm-hmm. to him that it wasn't necessary for him to be able to put a L or a B on the trust. He could just use his regular name and his regular 98 number. That's correct. Right, that's correct. But, okay, see, the reason why I was getting confused on that was because Jonah was saying that, okay, when you have the L or the B, and you have your nationality mm-hmm. established, then that way you can give everything over to the, the spiritual name. But if you, you don't have a spiritual name, you can... Spiritual name. Your yeah, spiritual name don't have to be elevated. Your spiritual, your spiritual name can be Big Booty. Just like he tell you. If your spiritual name don't have to be L or Bay. Now, the L, the Bay, the Ali, the Day, it ties you in to your lineage, right? So that's why you put it on your spiritual name. But your trust don't have to be named that. I have seen people name their trust all types of things. It does not that oh. does not negate the the fact of what type of trust it is or the laws that the trust is under. It, it could be called the Luciano trust. That's not like some Italian shit. But so I see very, what you're saying. Very much be a, a mm-hmm. so it don't matter. So in other words. I don't need to worry about having a spiritual name to place on the trust in order to get the trust and everything recorded over in the county recorder's office in the land patent right. section. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. Great. I, it, it does. It, it does not matter what the name of your trust is. It does not matter. 
people, people, people right. make this mistake. Well, and, and they automatically say, well, it's got to be Ella, it's got to be Bay. No, it don't. Okay. It Sounds could be great. Ali. <laughs> and one of the you things know? that you two was talking about was the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Ah, you picked that up, huh? Yeah. There's 30 articles that are in that declaration. You trying to? Is it appropriate to place a certified copy of that also in with your trust? Here's what I tell you to do. And I had this conversation with Jonah, right? Anytime you put something like, let's say you put the pretty piece of friendship in there, and there's certain certain parts of it that you don't like, right? Well, then you want, might not want to put the whole thing in there. You might just want to mention it. But if you go through the whole Declaration of Human Rights for Indigenous Peoples, and you see that um, every section in there you agree with, then yeah, put a certified copy of it in there. But if you see only certain sections of it that you agree with, only put those certain sections in there. Remember, it's explained. Oh, they're going only they're only going to go off of what you put in there. Oh wow! So answer your I question. That. Yeah, if, you, if that if that's what you want to do, that's completely okay. But just make sure that. Yeah. Everything that's in there, you you agree with, right? And another question too is about the Jonah. You and Jonah taught us about House Resolution seventy five. Yeah, that goes back to the what I was just saying, El Bay Ali Day, right? Right. It's okay to put that on the record. I don't see no problem with that, putting that in your pro. Okay, certified copy of that also. Okay, my last question is, mm-hmm. one of the brothers that was on there, he was talking about his, he was doing his injunction and that he was going to have it authenticated first before he starts sending it out. So in other words, when he goes to, to get it authenticated, he's just basically authenticating the notary. That's correct. And that's going and that's going to put more weight to it because it's been authenticated by the state. Yeah, that's exactly right. Anything that can be proven must be proven. That's right. I remember you and Jonah been teaching that for the longest. Hey, but I want to say, when you get ready to start those classes for the trust, I'm going to be right there. And uh, I think it's a great idea that you're coming up with. But, okay, my last question is, okay, Joy, have you ever thought about, I don't know if that you want to open up an office or you want to get some other people to work with you or whatever, but say, for instance, like I'm here in Washington State, and if I have a problem putting together my trust, I could just fly over to you and you could go over my state laws and everything, and just put it put everything together for me and my wife for a fee. You ever thought about doing yeah, things I, like I, that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it now. Yeah, I, I've got it set up. Um, we just haven't put a link up on the website, but I do have a fee. Oh. Uh, yeah. Now, now, obviously, right? Um, you know, me, me and Jonah have a set fee that that we both have agreed on to do trust, which, which I'm sure you're aware of that price. Um, but oh, yeah. if you've done yeah, something, ask. If you've done certain aspects already, um, you know, no, and no, you just need no. help with certain things, no. you can do that too. No, we, we we have the first template and we got the second template, and we haven't gotten – we're still learning about the laws and everything here in Washington State. So I was just saying that okay. if we run into a problem, I, I don't mind just, you know, paying the fly over there and pay the fee, and you guys help us to get it – you know, put the, put the paperwork together correctly so that it's done right. Yeah, we don't have a problem with doing that. I mean, we do that. Yeah, listen, I got another brother who was on my ass today about that because he wanted to do the same thing. I was like, all right, all right, all right, we'll do that. No problem. Sounds good. I like that idea. Okay, sounds good. Okay. 
I'd really appreciate all okay, the, now, the words of wisdom. Now, let me say something real quick. Um, brother just texted me, right? He wants me to he wants me to say that Resolution 75 is a no-no. Now, I know why he's saying that, because it, it is a, it's a congressional record, right? Because it comes oh. from their government. So, okay. what I would tell you to do, what I would tell you to do is make an affidavit and make mention of it. Okay? So, don't put none of their shit, so the Constitution, shit like that, don't put any of their shit directly in there. And, and I appreciate the brother for saying that, because that is a okay. misquote on my end. I, I wasn't very thorough about the explanation. That's from that's from okay. their that's from their constitution. That's from their trustee. So if you're gonna make mention of it, do it in your own affidavit. That makes plenty of sense. And what about the United Nations uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights? Is that place you in their jurisdiction? If that's placed in there, you you know the, the funny thing is is I, I don't necessarily see that it would. Um. But at the same time, remember, like the treaty, the, the treaty of peace and friendship is in there, right? So you right. can make mention of it. But I mean, you have to put it in there, but you can certainly make mention of it. Definitely. Okay, I got you. That makes plenty of sense. Okay. Hey, I want to say, I, just, yeah, I you appreciate want, all you the words of wisdom, bro. No problem. Okay, appreciate it. And peace to the gods. Thanks a lot Thank for everything. Thank you, bro. No doubt. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I lost my spot. Um, it's hella people on the call line. We lost a few people, but it's still a lot of niggas on here. I'm gonna take like one or two more calls. Five six two five eight eight. What up? God, yes. Am I coming through clearly? There you go. What's up, bro? Yeah, no, I'm shut the phone. Um, yeah, the last the last call when he he was what he was saying. The only thing I'm confused about is when you say, you know, the trust is a, you know, it's it's like what's holding the place of your identity, like because the tr- like when you go for nationality mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. like you're going well, you, to court. You're gonna put all of that in there. You put all that in, into the trust. Now, obviously, bro, your nationality got to be oh, done too. Okay, okay. On, on an administrative side. So remember, I always say it was the operational law that put you in. It's got to be an operational law that pulls you out. So the operational law, right, obviously you, you can't get around the renunciation and the expatriation thing. That's, that's got to be done on some level. The trust, though, has a nationality based off of, number one, how it's established, the jurisdiction it's established in, and the bylaws that it follows. Yeah, I'm just confused. I guess, and I, it's kind of it's clear when you said that because you're like, you know, you're in court. It doesn't have a uh, 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 L or or uh, Aboriginal title on it as far as a name, but the trust is is but in the indenture or in the yeah the indenture right it would have. Uh, your nationality and everything right. in there, like so, as far so, as the so 90s. They're they not going after. The only, only thing about the name that they're tripping off of is whether it has expression in there or not. Everything else to them is based off of what the expression was. Right? So it's like, I'm not my name, but I am my name. So, okay, this is an express trust. They get that part. You may not call it L Bay. 
But then when they get inside the trust and get to looking at the documents and the bylaws and everything, anything else that, that tells them how the trust operates, they're going to see that information. All right, and and the and the non the non UCC just conveys everything to it. Yeah, so that's red. That's whatever trust, you. That's red. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, that's peace. Yeah. I mean, that's that the only thing that was. Yeah. Those are good questions you got, bro. Hey, you know, I was questions. just talking to a lawyer too. Hey, thanks, thanks, um, and I really appreciate everything you all was doing. And uh, I wanted to share something I was learning today about, okay. like, there's Drop a case, case law method mm-hmm. where people study uh, case law, like going to law school. Um, they they do like this color code for the fact of the case, you know, the the, the civil procedure in the case. That's right. The um, you know the uh, whatever they, they they comment at the end, um, but all the yeah, different they, parts of the they case. Call, is, yeah, 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 they, they call that a dissenting opinion. Dissenting opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and all the, all the different parts of it, you you kind of color code it, and you go back to it, and it kind of like, you know, especially when you're taking an exam, but. You know that gets that gets people in tune with the legal ease. You know when you just read the case over, but you have you know. You ain't lying, like bro. And you already have a dictionary with you when you're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that's what got me into this shit. I, you know, I, I, I actually, um, I have a couple of books, right? And these books that I have are constitutional law books, and they and they all they do is go over case law. And they, they're big, thick-ass books. And I had these books in college. So I took a constitutional law class. And all these people in this class were trying to be attorneys. My ass was just, I was just taking the goddamn class. I thought it was interesting. Years later, I get to look yeah. at the shit. And I'm like, yo, all of these cases are broken down exactly how you're saying, right? And they have an opinion from the judge. They, they, they look at, at precedent and everything. That's the best way to learn uh, where people's mistakes are and where people won shit, you know. So either you won a case or you lost a case, but either way, you can learn something from reading. Right. In my right. opinion. And then, That's yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the eight-hour uh, learning curve. They guess they got to, because like, if you learn, if you're studying for like eight hours, right? You, there's a certain amount of it that you're gonna forget. And so there's there's oh, a way, yes. you know, there's a way for you to to maximize your your review, how you review, how you study, so that you don't forget. Because I see like a lot of us, I mean, me too. Like I I've learned so much, and then it's like I forget. But like, how do you commit it to your your permanent your permanent memory? You know. And I think for me, people keep, you know, co- mm-hmm. committing this shit to permanent memory, bro, it, it's a you just gotta keep looking at it. Gotta keep looking at keep it. Looking gotta at keep it. reviewing yeah. it. Yeah. It gotta be it yeah. gotta become part of your spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all. Indeed. That's all. Yeah, I and then at, just, you know? and, and, I mean that's why I'm so thankful for you guys being here because it's like you know, that that's what 
that's what to know that we can have somebody talk to about this shit is like a miracle with this, you know. Like that's the, that's, that's what's lying, keeping bro. it. You ain't, you ain't yeah. never lie, bro. <laughs> you ain't never lie. It, 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 and if that ain't the truth, I mean, you you know, the thing is, is that everybody on this line is is in a different area in the country. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's yeah. everybody's looking for. Um, everybody's looking for the the ability to be able to connect with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that's the power we, with this info. I want, you find some other people on this shit, you become a, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and I want to do a, a national like a project, a readathon, because I heard about mm-hmm. these girls. They were at risk at this high school. They they you know they were failing and stuff and. But they found that when they read together, they would be able to retain the knowledge. And what they ended up doing, they ended up reading for like 24 hours straight. Because, you know, they all read like the same book. Like you take a paragraph, another paragraph. And they were able to do it for 24 hours straight. And then 48 hours the next year. But That's dope. That's, that's real it. dope. That's real yeah. dope. You know what? Yeah. You know what? That's exactly what we do when we create these little groups um, on, on the Make More yeah. Commerce and all that. That's what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? When, when the dudes from Maryland is getting together and they study the trust codes together and all that, man, hey, they're doing the same thing, bro. They're expanding their knowledge base, and they're giving, they're giving other people opportunities to do some research. Yeah. And that's why in the 1800s, that's why people – we're able to have so much knowledge because that's that was probably the flow in the in the home or the group, you know, the the homeschool, the the community school like that. So, but yeah, oh, um, sure. I mean, the knowledge was passed. The knowledge was passed down word of mouth. Niggas didn't have computers and everything else, you know. Yeah, yeah. Makes a big difference. Good. Well, yeah. But I don't want to take too much more time, Joey. Uh, appreciate it. No Peace doubt, bro. Guys, Thanks brother. for calling. Peace to the God. All right. Um, man, there's so many people on here. Let's see. 424 Yeah, peace, guys. Yeah. Alright, right, he got to you? Nah, nah, you ain't get to me. Okay, what's good? Nah, you ain't get to me. What's good? Man, you got my... Yo. Man, you, nah, you, you, I you got right you. The clock. What's good? Oh, yeah, I'm always at the clock. I'm always at... I'm on, look, I'm always at the end. It's all good, though. Listen, Man, Joey. There's so many more people, dog, ahead of you and behind you. Uh, right, I exactly. Listen, look, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but, bro, you taking, yo, Jonah's going to love you for this show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga. going to love you for this show, bro. I appreciate you. You know, big, I, I hey, big, hey, right, hey, big bro came on, he dropped. He he know he went in on you. He like yo because bro we about to we about to come down there. We about to go to the A man. We coming to the oh, A. We on. about to file our shit. Yeah, bro. We file our shit next this this week coming up. 
We'll be there. That's what's we'll up. That's what, yeah, you know, I'm so in we're going to find but I will be in the A for the, you know, for the seminar. But, but right. you know, that's a good place to file it. You file it there, too. Because we don't look, look at all the laws. Listen, bro, right. And you don't drop it, bro. You don't, bro, Joey, great show, man. You went in, bro. You, you, it, I've you, been bro. in and out, Thank and you, I'm bro. like, yo, bro, you dropped. Like, you went in, bro. Like, real talk. Motherfucker don't get it now. They ain't never going to get it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate <laughs> it, man. I mean, yo, you know, for real, bro. No shit, you know. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people have dropped off, dog, <laughs> since we went overtime. Listen, so I, I got to go back I, and listen. Right, I got dropped off the last time we built the, the Friday show. I got dropped off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. When I dropped, I said, I said, bro, I said, what about the? Because you know the thing was was that like you said, it's a great place to file. Now Jonah's shit is, you know, we know his cap account is in Nawa. That's in New York. So. People mm-hmm. don't know now why that's New York. So, so he's filing in Georgia. So now that was my question from you the last time that I got knocked off was like, okay, what is the next? What right, right? What is the next step that he's gonna have to do because he's filing in Georgia? Now he's got to be ready. Now, I I mean, Jonah got a lot of shit going on. It's based on understand this. All right. His trust got a step to the county. His trust has to step to the county that, that created the sawmill. And the trust resides in whatever county he resides in. Right, which is Westchester. Well, yeah, while you talking about step. now, right, that's where the CAFR right. is now. Mm-hmm, yeah. His next step okay. is the step to where the CAFR is. Facts. Facts. All right. That, and see, that's what I see. And people don't remember, this is what the question I asked you about filing here and there and you said it doesn't matter where you really file at but at the same time you still got to go back to where the CAFRA is to go ahead and register it yeah yeah. See, 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 the thing is, is that it doesn't have to be necessarily registered where the CAFRA is because a Cessna K trust can be moved to wherever, to wherever there's another one so, you know, right. so what, what about full faith and credit well, that, that's the reason why I'm saying the trust can go anywhere. True indeed. Okay, I'm just look. Listen, Joey. Uh, Joey, listen. It's about educating the people out here that's listening on this show and really like, you know, what I'm saying we we. I, I got I you. I got you. I, I I listen. You I'm listen. That's all that is. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. You already know, Joey. Real talk. You the bro, you this is a great show, bro. You went in, bro. You went in. Thank you, bro. You dropped. Thank you you bro. dropped, bro. Thank you, bro. That listen, let me hey, tell man. you something. I, I ain't done. Joey's gonna done. love you I for that. I got show on my sleeve. <laughs> I got two more shows. No, I already know. Shit. I already know. You say you're gonna drop. You say you're gonna start doing shows on the weekend on the trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That's where we at with? That's, yeah, bro. I love you, man. Look, bro. Great motherfucking show. And look, bro, we ain't got to say nothing. We'll be in the A. We'll be filing our shit. And we just going to wait for that letter to come back, the letter of good standing. And then, you know, saying that we can get on the show and give our motherfucking testimony to show that what what you and Jonah are dropping is the motherfucking truth, bro. Fuck what nobody hey, said. Fuck, fuck the name. Wait, fuck the name. Fuck the name that shall not be mentioned, nigga. <laughs> fuck you, nigga. 
I, yeah, you know, you nigga, you know who I am, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Real talk. <laughs> I met the nigga, so everybody talking that shit. I'm saying that because I can say that, nigga. Fuck that nigga, man. Oh, fucking aging ass nigga. Real talk, man. Now, I don't like that, bro, because there's always somebody. What? There's always somebody coming through trying to fuck us up and trying to stop us from eating and, and make it to the next level. And he's that nigga. I know. Listen, hey, hey, listen, bro. Listen. Uh, those are all my sisters. There you go. Yo, yo, God. Straight up. Listen. Listen, I ain't got to say nothing, man. Look, I love you and Jonah, man. Keep doing what the fuck y'all do. And we be, we be in the A to file our shit next week no in doubt. facts, nigga. Facts. No doubt. We got to go. We gotta Peace to the God, God, man. Peace to the God. Hey, we out. Hey, thank you, God. Appreciate your energy. We, we out of here, man. Hey, makemorecommerce.com, donabay.com. We'll be on this week. Make sure you check out Dr. Set, man. Fuck with your boy, man. We out here. Get your trust set up, man. Get your study on. We out. Hey, don't give me up, you ain't talking no back. Nigga, I ain't show my path in life. Nigga, I ain't roll them dice. Nigga, you say I ain't living right. Nigga, you don't get me price. And if I hit that home one time, I know I'ma hit that home twice. Nigga, you don't sell no drugs. Nigga, you way too nice. Me and my nigga be way too hot. Nigga, ain't got no spice. If you ain't talking no price, don't hit my phone device. Need blue Benjamin with the blue stripe. I don't wrong goddamn nigga shit to this life. I'ma hit it with the pipe and I ain't gon' wipe. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation.